0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. My name Woo! is Michael Dean. As you can see, I have a special guest here today. This is going to be one of those shows. I know, like, the Eric Leeds uh, was one of those shows. This is going to be another one of those where he's a Prince fan. We're just going to sit back and just like listen and learn and just uncover, hopefully, uncover some things. So, if you got your tea or whatever it is, sit back, relax, let's have a good time. Joining me today, is laura lupoma laura how are
1: you i'm great michael thanks so much for having me on your show
0: thank you for coming on um for people who don't know just tell us a little bit of who you are uh, what you do and, and how you're coming into you know being on the podcast on prince
1: well okay in a nutshell i um i'll i'll classify myself as i'm the last generation of album cover designers. Mm. So I was in that last generation, lucky enough to have spent the bulk of my career designing the the wonderful vinyl, the 12 inches, you know. Wow. And um, I was also of that generation to sadly see it all morph into what it's become. So I, I my big... My big dream was I'm one of those rare folks that all I want to do is album covers and that that girl had a dream and that girl went out to L.A. And lo and behold, it happened. Now, there's a lot of there's a lot leading up to that. Of course, (laughs) There's a lot of blood, sweat and tears, bad, bad jobs, bad bosses. But it happened. So I was hired at Warner Brothers um, when I was at the time, 26 years old. And 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 really started the career of my dreams, so that's that's how I um, I I got in. Um, Warner Brothers was the, in my opinion, the most happening label in in existence. So I not only got in, I got in with the best label I thought in the world. So that's how my my career started in the record business.
0: All right, and I will say. I actually happen to have some of your work sitting back here on the wall. Woo hoo! We'll we'll get into it later, but you know, for Prince fans, this is oh, super yeah. iconic. I remember walking into Tower Records, really. Day and not, you know, back then there wasn't an the internet, so it would be kind of what you would see on uh, MTV News or something. You'd kind of or you'd right. hear about it in a magazine, I just would just go every Friday just to check and see what was new and i remember seeing this not expecting it and was like what what <laughs> me and my buddy was like what is is that print what so <laughs> right. we, we, you know immediately bought it and took oh. it home but oh. we just look at this cover on the and look and cat in friend of yeah. the show oh my gosh it's like i mean we'll get man the 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 typography the font style Ugh. oh
1: man thank you michael no really yeah,
0: thank you
2: um so <laughs> nice to are, say, you, are you in
1: the did you actually spend time in record stores like do you remember going there for the fun of oh, it so you, you were you were definitely part of the vinyl generation
0: oh yeah yeah i mean i yeah i'm i'm, I'm probably a little older than i may look he yeah, I was it. definitely in the every like I said, Tower Records. That would be every Friday we would go
2: exactly, and
0: exactly. Every, exactly. Yeah. And then I would go to the mom and pops,
2: yep. searching
0: through their crate, yeah. digging. Uh, so yeah, I, absolutely. The record store, I, I try to tell this to my kids now. Man, it's like, I don't know what the equivalent, I guess. I was, I told them, I said, how you guys get on the phones and are on social media, and just that's how we would go to the records. I mean, it was like. That was where you went. Music was such an important part of our life.
1: Man, it was and, so. It was central.
0: Yeah. The, the The album art, obviously, the music. I mean, it was all you studied it. I, I knew that stuff through and through. You know. Um, so yeah, I'm a part of that generation. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're, you know, <laughs> you, you, you do look young, but
0: I appreciate that. <laughs> but but then what we'll get into is to say you've worked on, arguably prince's most iconic bodies of work i think you started with the, the 1999 a 12 inch for a 1999 album and then purple rain exactly on to all the way to love sexy yes Pasty park and all that so Yes. so she's that person <laughs> so yeah. now you know you know who, who yep. we're talking to
1: that's that's funny Michael. yes that's that's me and wow it's
0: what a ride Nice. So, Laura, let's go back before we get to Warner Brothers, before we get to Prince. Uh, you, I'm sorry, you were out of Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Yep. Born, what, and born and raised.
0: Born and raised. What was, tell us how music was so important to you to sort of start you on this. What was the group or the bands or artists that sort of like, okay, this is yeah. where I want to start. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's Again, like, um, basically, I grew up in a large family. So um, I'm one of seven kids, and I was more on the younger side. So Mm -hmm. I call, you know, the experience that I had uh, growing up as a kid, is like secondhand smoke, you know, (laughs) because they're all the elders, and you want to always be hanging out with the older ones. And, of course, in my house, music was everything. Mm -hmm. So I had all this influence from the older siblings in my indoctrination or exposure to music. So I'm talking about my, my earliest memories is, you know, my sister Diane was at that perfect age of, of Beatle mania to the max. All right. So she was obsessed. Okay. here. We, so I grew up like my first exposure to Honestly, like the passion and the power of music, mm-hmm. was, was being exposed to the Beatles. Now, imagine, you know, with I was what eight years old, and I'm my my biggest exposure to music at that point is the Beatles. You know, so wow. I I remember, you know, watching my sister just go berserk, get every record. Become the like the rabbit fan, you know, and, and so I was kind of like, you know, going along for the ride. And then as I got older, I, you know, it was, it just became part of our, uh, it, it was, it was so, such an influence to, to have that kind of exposure at such a young age to, to something as brilliant as the Beatles. All right. Mm-hmm. Then imagine this. Okay, that that's eight years old. I'm coming into the Beatles. All right. Then imagine, you know, it, it, in what was it, 1965? Uh, I was 10. So imagine, you know, in comes James Brown. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? In comes Motown. Mm-hmm. So so I've got like the Beatles in my in my brain exactly. Then you go, holy, what in the world, you know? And because I lived in Cleveland. I we were very lucky to get this radio station out of Detroit called oh. CKLW, and I'm telling you, CKLW played primarily Motown, and we didn't have anything like that in, in Cleveland. It was mostly you know pop and very white, and then you know so so as I'm getting a little bit older and starting to form my own taste, you know I, I got I got Motown, I got I. You know the Four Tops, Temptations, Supremes, uh, all of it. Mm. So, so that that started to get in the mix. All right. So, so, so imagine that. And then shortly after that, you know, I mean, it's mind blowing to think of it. Shortly after that, even in '65, you then you get like the, the Beach Boys are, are happening, and Rolling Stones are coming on the scene. You know, Bob Dylan, The Animals, like all of that music is starting to come in as well. So like my soup of, of musical, like it's just getting tastier and tastier, yeah. it's all like blending into this. So, I mean, Stevie Wonder, Al Green, you know, Marvin Gaye, can you imagine, like, it's, I mean, honestly, like I look back and I think, God, I, is it because I was, um, because that was my, my music? Is that why I think it was so fantastic? Maybe, maybe yes, but also, if you look at it objectively, look at those musical styles coming in.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so so for me, I, I got it all. like I got I got everything from, you know, poetry to to funk, to James Brown. And so, so at an early age and all through my adolescence, it was all about the music. And that's what we did. Like you said, we we lived at record stores. We would wait for the next release when whoever that was, we would come home and, you know, being in a large family, you know, mom's busy. So it's not like you're, you don't have, she didn't have time to drive us here and drive us there. So our entertainment was, you know, what's the new record? Let's put it on the stereo and Mm. let's, let's get this, uh, that just like summer after summer, after summer.
0: During this time, so I'm understanding the music now. For me, it was just before my time. Okay. I was born in '69. Oh, but those wow. are all super iconic. Yeah, all those artists growing up, I see as my parents have all of them, and I see all these faces. Not always able to connect the visual with what I was hearing. So I, and it's, and it's weird. I, I knew all the songs. I just didn't know who the people were making them. But then oh, we start to realize, oh, my mom had that album. there. This album was always in my house. Yeah. Um, so you always identify, you know, the album art is always such a strong thing. Like, you, were, you know, they were almost signposts. I was telling my son yesterday, uh, he's 16. And I said, man, this cover of Superfly, we're listening to Curtis Mayfield. I said, oh, the yeah. cover of Superfly. I didn't even know what that was as a kid, but every house, my mom had it, my dad had it, the uncles had it. I just knew the cover. I knew the little thing opened up. and the guy. I thought maybe he was another version of James Bond that I had not seen or something, you know, the way that Ron was on the cover. But it was just like, I remember that imagery. I, I'm bringing that up now because, uh, and I'm going to remind myself, when we talk about Purple Rain, yeah. I almost feel like I don't know if it's osmosis, but I can see sort of some visual connections between the visuals of Superfly and Purple Rain, but we'll yeah. get to that later. Well, yeah. we we'll get back to my point. The question is when did you start to uh get sort of the artistic um bug from from the music? Was there a point where you look are you looking at the covers and even thinking then like how do they do this? Or is that not even in your mind? And when did when did it come into your mind that this could be something I could
1: yeah, well that that's that's a good question because you know I was always we, we were just so uh it, the cover and listening to the music was like hand in hand.
2: Mm. So
1: I just I never, you know, everybody always just got into the cover art. If they had lyrics, we would be so I didn't really I loved it, but I never thought as a young kid like I want to grow this, is what I want to do What I, you know, I, that didn't enter my mind, but, but I, I was so cued in like I would sneak into my brother's room and, you know, he was, he was a good uh, eight years older than me or maybe seven. And so I'd go through his collection and I remember seeing this one cover from King Crimson. It was from a band called King Crimson. And it was this bizarre illustration. And I was so taken aback by the illustration. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw this so I Mm. I stuck it out of his room and that was the first time that I took a cover and duplicated it and I remember I put I put weeks and weeks into it and I mean I was always that that like art nerd that uh you know I was always doing something art related whether it was you know finding rocks and painting rocks and you know, staring at clouds, like, swear to God, I half the time if we went on a road trip, which wasn't often, because that's a lot of, that's a lot of kids in a station wagon. <laughs> I, I would spend time. I'm not kidding. You, I would, I'd stare at the clouds and like, wow, now I see a face and man, it's now it's turning into a car. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know I just was, had that weird, I was that
2: was weird it? kid, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. okay.
1: so and- I, so get into you know i was always doing art i was always interested in art taking classes you know that just from as far back as i could remember but you know back back in the day i never dreamed i could make a career out of i didn't even know what graphic design was so that that's a whole other story
0: okay um talk to us about your favorites i think you mentioned the beatles i don't know if you said that was your favorite thing was that was the Beatles your, did that become your group too, or?
1: I was so young, like who doesn't, once you're onto the Beatles, you know, you never, they're they're in your bloodstream. Okay. So yeah, they, they stuck with me through thick and thin. But as as I was getting my own taste, it was like, it was more about Al Green, James Brown, the oh, really? okay. Bradley Stone, and, you know, and then, and then, you know, coming in, of course, were like bands like I mean Jimi Hendrix. I, I was I was mm. very young to love Jimi Hendrix, and I was obsessed with Jimi Hendrix. Wow. So so though it was it was really a combination of uh, just the whole Motown scene, and then as of course you know as I started to get older, you know the, the tastes change a little bit. But I, I guess you could say honestly, I I always had you know the funk was always there. Like I just I fell in love with James Brown.
0: At at a young age, let me ask you this: Is this is something I don't I don't get to hear people explain enough? What did how did you perceive Motown, James Brown? And and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming things obviously back then are uh, segregated. Well, I don't know if you were in an area where it was black and white together, or if you had a lot of contact with black people. But I'm always very curious. Like, how did people who were not black. uh, I I knew how you took to the music, but I was curious, what did you think of the people? Was it like, did you like, wow, this is how black people are or, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's a, I'm I'm trying to ask that question, but I'm just curious, you know, how, how were you, how did you take Motown besides sonically is beautiful? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, look, growing up in Cleveland, Cleveland is uh, it's, just by nature of the suburbs, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to black culture in the suburbs,
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. but
1: it was, you know, I guess because my family was always, I mean, there was just never in my, in my young brain, it was never like, Oh, there's them and there's us. Like mm-hmm. it was never that way for us. We just weren't raised that way. Okay. So when I started getting more exposure to, you know, um, meeting more more Black people, that honestly, it, it came really not until probably high school, because, you yeah. know, I went to Catholic school, it, there weren't a whole lot of Black kids were where I went to school, and not until I transferred to the public school, because I got real tired of Catholic schools, then that was my exposure to, you know, there, there was definitely, um, there was plenty of Black kids to get to know, you know, and then my like soul train started, like the whole fashion and yeah, so. Yeah. I never really felt like, oh, you know, there, there, there's like two separate cultures here. Although that it was, there was two separate cultures, mm. and so the what what I started to meet more friends and got more exposure. You know, it, it was just uh, I really never thought twice about it. Like, oh, now I've got. Now I understand what soul trades all. It just kind of all <laughs> happened naturally.
0: Okay, okay. Because you know that was a time where I mean you're being exposed to, like you said, a whole other cultures or different styles, and everything was very regional. Because what's what what songs were playing in this part of the country might not have been playing in that country. What dances you guys are doing here are different it's versus right. now today. It just seems like it's all kind it's of all the same, you know
1: exactly exactly but but uh, I, I don't know i was just lucky enough i guess just being in cleveland there was a lot more exposure i suppose to to the and then you know the the uh the motown sound and all those artists we just loved them all so it there was a just totally open to man d- d- this is incredible l- l- listen to the sound and you know I Cleveland, I think had a lot to do with it honestly okay. I, I don't you know I assumed everybody had exposure and that was not the case
0: <laughs> um with that said let's jump a little ahead when do you see graphic design when do you learn about that and maybe that's something you want to get into yeah,
1: yeah. all right so you know I'm going through high school I'm I'm taking the art classes, and you know, then then okay, I'm going to college. And back then, pretty much would just follow in the footsteps of the elders. Like everyone went to Ohio State. I visited my sister a few times. It didn't resonate, so I'm like, yeah. hey, you know, if it's okay, I'd rather like maybe there's another school that's better for me. So I was lucky enough to get exposed to uh, a school in Southern Ohio, Ohio University and i fell in love and my parents said yeah you can go there it's you know that, that's fine by us so fast forward i go to I'll, i go to how are you and i'm a freshman and i'm didn't know a soul and i'm walking around and i'm thinking oh my god it was the first time being away from the family and yeah. it it was it was a it, it was such a shock to the system because i was always part of this i hate like kind of a litter you know like the 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 you know, always. So, so I get to Athens and, you know, thinking to myself, you got to realize this is like 1974. All right. And so, so I'm thinking, all right, here I am in college. You know, I want to be able to, when I get out of here, I want to be able to like, you know, I want a job. I want to like, I just didn't have in my young brain, like, you know, I'm going to get married. I'm going to start a family. It just wasn't me for, right. for a reason. So, I'm going through college, it's a freshman year, and I'm like, you know, I'm taking all these fundamental art classes, and I, and, it, you know, I was enjoying it, but I was like, what am I going to do with it? If I do major in art, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to support myself? And I, and i it was a struggle because I didn't find myself, you know, like teacher material, not necessarily, like, what am I going to do, teach art? You know, I just, I didn't, I didn't see it. So I thought, okay, it was getting towards the end of the freshman year. And, like, at that point, you have to kind of know going into sophomore year what your major is going to be. Okay. And I remember this one fateful day, I walk into the show. It was the graphic des- senior graphic design show.
2: Mm. like,
1: graphic design? And I'll, I'll tell you, Michael, I walk into this show, and it was one of those moments. You know, it was like – it was – it was like my entire future was it, it, it was it was in a flash. I realized, oh, my God, this is what I can do. Oh, my God. You know, this is amazing. And so that that was that was the beginning of focus and 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 like the answer, like I could take my art skills and apply it to something where you know you could do commercial work, you could do book covers, you could do. So that that was a moment. It, it, it was it was a, a life changing moment.
0: And talk to us a little bit because I imagine the principles of graphic design, as I would hope, I assume, may be the same or the fundamentals as they are today. But I would imagine the tools are drastically different today than what you, because I, you know, i come up and I'm in the world of Photoshop, Illustrator, uh, Oh that God. didn't exist back then.
1: <laughs> can you imagine? Okay, so everything's done by hand, everything, oh, everything. And I remember when you're learning about topography, can you imagine, I don't even think if you could wrap your head around this. I remember there was this, um, these sheets of type and they were called sets and they were rubbed down, like rubbed down letters. Okay. And everything we did that when we were learning about typography, we'd have we'd have to go by these big sheets and and physically rub down letter by letter any kind of typographical design you're doing. It was all like letter by letter by letter. Or we'd have to draw the letter, or so it was all by hand. So you're talking you know, T-squares and large drawing tables. Yeah. And, you know, exacto wow. knives, cutting and figure. It, it was all by hand.
0: That's so, a, that sounds, that, that's, that's hard to imagine. But I mean, obviously the human humans are capable of doing excellent stuff. But We've sort of given a lot of that away, but I can't imagine. So, I mean, like you're saying you have to, like the spacing has to be yes. correct. All exactly
1: spacy really? spacing you you and then you know when you're getting to the small type like I remember doing this thing in college we had to do like oh do do a um a letterhead you know well okay. then you know you're you're having it at the bottom of the letterhead you're talking tiny little like eight point type you know it's tiny so it's like rubbing down the t and rubbing down the making sure the spacing is and then hoping it doesn't like you know chip or fall off just so yeah. so it, it was, you had to have, you know, a, a patience and skill. I mean, there was like, there was a lot of production skill in, in yeah. you know, graphic design before computers.
0: That's why I wanted to touch on by bringing that up because the skill set, the skill, the level of skill, the time you had to put in to how many you got wrong till you got it right and then got comfortable. You know what I mean? Like oh. that is almost a lost art, the, the skill of that. And that, the, when we get to who you're working with, Prince, he's another guy that puts so much skill and effort and time to get good where yeah. I can see how they sort of, yeah, okay, you're, you have that level of determination of what you do and mine. Psh,
1: you know. Exactly. Exactly. I'll tell you that all that came in, I really put it to to good use meeting a, a brilliant guy like Prince because he he was so into the detail, mm. and I and you know my training was so you know I'm i i using letter set and tiny little I mean I got it I I got it and I was able to, you know interpret what he wanted and and deliver like with, with mm-hmm. fonts and and sensibility about that he he was amazing that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, just going back to your college days, you know, and I think it's always important when you have mentors and things of that nature. Were there any uh instructors, teachers that you remember?
1: Oh, that, really made a, that made an
0: impact on you.
1: Oh, oh my yeah, absolutely. So uh the woman who ran the department, her name uh was Karen nolf, and I, I believe she's still alive. Um, but she was one of these people that were uh, I'd never met anyone like her. She was like you know, she smoked a lot and she was like, you know, she was so passionate about graphic design that mm. I, it just was, um, it was such an eye-opener. So what she would do is she kind of took every 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 graduating class, she would like handpick her people and she mm. would give them, you know, kind of like projects outside of the, the realm of school. Like she would give them, she, she was amazing at combining people in town with the talent of her students. So okay. she would, you know, she'd get friendly. She knew everyone in town. So she'd say, hey, you know, let me know if you ever, when you need a new logo or, so, so Karen was, res- she really um, took me under her wing and I got to do some very special things thanks to her. And, and she was a major influence major wow
0: okay what was her name again karen
1: karen nulf m-u-l-f N-U-L-F. and uh just a real pistol <laughs> she, was just- <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't
0: just. taking no no ish as we yeah know.
1: yeah
0: you know what that that type of uh i, I call those our obi Ones, our yodas yeah. you know what i mean just that person that you're gonna pull your coat sometimes when you need it yeah make sure you stay on target and push you but that's how we you know that's how you get great you know what i'm saying like oh yeah have that. um
1: she was so good about that
0: nice nice um so college we graduate we make it through how do you go from cleveland yeah to one of if not one of the most esteemed record companies of the time warner brothers a major label yeah, yeah. How, how did you get in the door? And, and what year was this that you started?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to look back at the timing because I graduated in 1977. Okay. So, you know, when I graduated, I go back to Cleveland and I had to do a sit down with, with mom and dad and say, you know, I, I don't see anything in Cleveland <laughs> that, I, that I'd want to do in terms of graphic design. So my, my, big, my big dream is to go out to Los Angeles. This is, I want to do album covers. They're like, oh, my God. You know, so here's the thing, Michael, you know, the, the reason that I was even able to consider this is because two big reasons. One, I had an uncle out there who was big time. He was a very successful and respected record producer. Oh, really? And Tommy Lapuma. So anyone who's listening, if you guys, if any of your listeners are jazz fans, they're gonna know my uncle. Okay.
0: Seen his name on many records. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Tommy Lapuma. He 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 did the whole George Benson turning uh-huh. vocals. George didn't want to do the vocals, and he did that masquerade and this. Okay. He's he's on the map. He's so, and, and he's a great guy. So you know they were like, well, you know maybe maybe we we won't be so scared because Uncle Tommy's out there and, and and you know Michael, I never thought. Yeah, Tommy was definitely you know firing on all all cylinders and he he was already totally established. But mm-hmm. I never assumed that a even though he was big time, I'm a graphic designer. You you can't you can't fake design. You know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> like, I'm not going to get into a label just cause you know, Hey, uh, Hey, Tommy LaPuma, you know, I'm the niece. Uh, no, it's, it's not going to work that way. <laughs> so, so he, he was a big reason why for my parents, it wasn't totally like terrifying to think, you know, my 22 year old to LA, like, are you kidding me?
2: Okay.
1: So, so that made it, that made it doable. And then I also had an aunt out there uh, on my mother's side who was like the total opposite, you know, the, the Italians, like the more, the merrier you want to sleep, you want to sleep in our living room for nine months you can do that. You know? So I really had backup, you know? And so that's what it made that transition uh, a lot less scary and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot more doable in the beginning. So I get out there, you know, I, I drove out. It's the proverbial, you know, yeah. pack up the Chevy Nova with my boyfriend at the time and a very good friend of his. We packed up my Chevy Nova and headed out of Cleveland, went straight to Los Angeles. <laughs> it's yeah. your classic when you think about it. So so we Thank all, you, get sure. our, you know, 1977. Now, 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 picture this, Michael. In 77, I mean, Im- imagine this it is like disco is about to explode you know Mm. the first movie i saw in la was was saturday night fever okay okay so so disco was was about to explode and then not much later like maybe a year after then you get the you get punk you get like x and the sex pistols and it's so the, the music scene in L.A. was, I mean, it was so intense because it, it was all these different genres were coming in and they were exploding. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I get out there and I knew that I would have to put in, you know, pay my dues, pay my dues. So I get out there and, I, you know, it took, it took a while to get on my feet. I stayed with Tommy for for a little bit, and then of course I headed over to Aunt Rose's house, and and luckily while I was there, I could I could go through the process of of finding work and and making you know getting that first job so I can then go out there and get my own place, my own apartment. So you know it took about, it took about a year. I was I, I stayed with my aunt and finally had enough money together because I got a job, my first job in L.A. And it was a little design firm called the Daily Planet. <laughs> and I was so excited because one of their clients was uh, ABC Records. And I was like, whoa, you know, they they have they have a record company they're affiliated with. How really? fun is that? They also did the um, L.A. Film Festival, which was a, a big deal. And And when yeah. I was in college, I had done all the graphics for their international film festival. So I thought that was a, it was, it was, it was a wonderful thing. It was, it was an exciting job. They had good clients. So, so Michael, I get in there. Uh, it was a small place. There were only a handful of designers and, you know, I was like, yay, I got a job. Now I can get an apartment. So I, I found a, I found an apartment very close to where I worked. And I was like, it's happening. Like I, I'm, I'm finally things coming together. So this one day, I think I had been there about a year, about a year, and um, I'm sitting there, and there's a knock on the door. I open. It and it's this guy in a suit. There were two guys in a suit. And I'm like, you know, I thought at first that they had had the wrong place, honestly, because this was, you know, this was like, you know, art, art central, and a lot of art types coming and going. And, I, and they were like, um, is so-and-so here? And so-and-so they were asking for was the owner, my boss. And I'm like, oh, yeah, come on in. I'll, I'll show you where his office is. So I walk the guys to the back. I go come out, get get back in my drawing table. And all of a sudden, I'd say five minutes later, if that, these two guys in, in suits are escorting my boss with his, with his hands in, in cuffs, Cuffed And walking him out the door. And he'd been arrested for two things. One, tax evasion. The second, cocaine. So, oh. so Michael, he was dealing cocaine out, out out the back.
0: Oh Lord.
1: So you know, it's like
0: I finally it's I like had a movie it. or something.
1: I'll never forget it because who would ever think, you know, that's gonna be Like, what? Are you kidding? My boss was just Uh, arrested? (laughs) What am I supposed to do now? So anyway, you know, Um, I was in a panic and I thought, oh, my God, it was. So I remember thinking, what am I going to do now? And, you know, you just start to um, I thought, well, I'm going to have to just look into freelance, see what I could mm -hmm. find. And I did get a big break in that, you know, Uncle Tommy, because he was so big, he had been with Warner Brothers and decided, I, he went to over to A and to start a jazz, a, a jazz like a label within a label for A <laughs> and Records. And so he needed a logo. Now, of course, this is all through A and M, so this was big time, right? Well, he needed a logo for Horizon Records. But honestly, he was so busy and wrapped up in his world. It wa- it was his wife. My aunt Jill said did you ask Laura, maybe she could, maybe she could help you with a logo. So by the time he asked me, it was, I had 24 hours to put something together because it had already been arranged. All these other designers had been contacted and the big presentation was going to be the very next day. So I Mm -hmm. remember Michael, I'm like, Oh my God, I have 24 hours to come up with this logo. So I didn't even have a drawing table. I did. So I went to a friend's house He I I borrowed his drawing table and I pulled an all nighter, which you can do when you're in your 20s, you know, and be okay the next day. So. So overnight I came up with, you know, is the best I can do. And the art director, not my uncle, but really the art director is the one that picked it. And then, of course, Tommy had to approve and he picked mine. So that was a big break for me because it was a big, you know, it was a label. It was a label. So I got to do the logo for Horizon Records, and that was very exciting.
0: Wow! So that sounds like that was the moment where things put you on this other track. And I love how you had 24 hours to do it, make or break. You didn't have your own table. Okay, I'm going. Where's the table? I'm, whatever I got to do, any means so, necessary. I love it.
1: Oh, like it really was. It was. It was. It was what it, it is like from a movie. Because I, I, I was like, oh my god, I have 24 hours to do this. And I—that's th- what—that's what you do. You just rise to the occasion.
0: Wow! From going from seeing your boss escorted out, you know, <laughs> d- joke, not paying taxes. There goes. It was. I mean, was that the last day of you working there? Was it sooner? Oh, God,
1: no. In fact, I'm not sure if one of them came back in to say, "Hey guys, you know, we're <laughs> shutting this down. You know, you oh, can God. all go home." i, I don't even. My mind blocked out what happened after that because I was in such shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember getting into my little Volkswagen and, and going like practically crying all the way to the beach to visit a friend of mine that had just moved to Venice. So
0: <laughs> Man. Yeah. So uh, and it was Horizon Records? Is that what it was
1: called? Horizon Records, yeah.
0: Uh, what was that like when you saw? Whatever it was, the first thing that they did, and you saw your logo. You remember that moment when you actually saw it, you know, out there for real?
1: Oh my god, Michael. It's well, actually, Michael, if if we could, can we, can we, like, can I, like, off the right here? Here it
0: is. Nice. Now, let me ask you about this. How did you create this?
1: Okay, well, I did. This is Airbrush, and uh, did you ever? (laughs) Are, are we, like, on or off camera or what? I mean, this is... Oh, we're is... on.
0: We're good. We're okay, can see okay,
1: it. so you can... Um, all right, so, so Michael, this, this, is, uh, this is Airbrush.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I did originally, when I had that 24 hours to be thinking about the logo itself, um, I came up with those discs, the, those three discs, and then the slanted, those panels. Like, that's all mm-hmm. I had to begin with. That was it. And, and so from there, you know, you had to apply that, that symbol to, you know, things like this was in the center of the vinyl, you know, so everything Uh, had an application and then like you had to make it work within all kinds of formats. Mm -hmm. So that's when I, I had created, I knew those discs were going to be airbrushed, which is did, did you ever see an airbrush? It's I know
0: what airbrush is. I've never used them, but yeah, I'm familiar.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, you put the ink in the in the little side, and mm-hmm. it it creates these beautiful transitions from dark to light. You could blend colors. It was it was very um, uh, it was it was kind of hard to use because the spray had to be even, and right. you know, so I'm doing all this by hand, and uh, that's that's what that was the result which you know if you if you mess up a little bit you just have to start from scratch and do it all again you know
0: remind remind me too. I have a little background in early print stuff was was this at a back of the time where you had to get this uh it's like a four-color films or something that i kind of remember when you would go to get it to press like i can't trying to remember how do you you did this by hand, is the next step then it's photographed?
1: Yeah, so what, what happens, well, back in the day, with any kind of four color, whether it's a photo, an illustration, whatever it is, it goes to, um, there were these houses that would create, you know, four layers of film. Yes. And, 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 you know, that was a huge business. They would have, they would create film from artwork break it down for printing and yeah. then then you'd have they do a press proof you'd have to approve the press proof and you'd have to like oh there's too much red or there's not enough blue or you have to like fine-tune the film broken down into the the four levels of color and then that film goes to the printer and they put it on big presses and each run is a diff- is those different colors you got yellow, magenta, cyan, and yellow. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. from that, it, it was just it was just a whole nother a whole nother deal.
0: Wow. So this was this was the logo right here, Horizon.
1: That was a logo,
0: yeah. Wow. Let me just jump.
1: Yeah. Oh, also
0: with these the-
1: okay, so oh. so his this was um they thought, hey. This is a new label. Let's hire a guy that does these really like this guy had this technique of making, you know, it, it was a it was like a, a handprint that he did. And I, I forget what what how he actually created this technique, but it was his own. So they hired him to to do. X amount of it was a limited run. I don't know how many they printed, but they just did it for like record executives, and you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna gift this to you. So that was a lot of fun because you know, I was asked to sign them, and it was just one of those moments where you know it just felt like wow, this is it was the first time. It was like wow, okay, I'm 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 honored that this is this is I'm here signing special prints that are going to hang in, you know, executive offices. And again, this is an example of, okay, it's a letterhead business card envelope. All this had to be done by hand, different formats. You could see the, the applications are different, you know, from the envelope to the letterhead, to the
0: business card. Mm -hmm. You know, what they call branding today, you know, everything has to be exactly. Uh, It's almost such a, a lost art of the letterhead and the yeah. business card. <laughs> like oh, I know. A big thing back in the day, like, you know, don't really see that too much. At least I don't see it.
1: Oh, it's it's rare. People, like, even business cards, people don't even yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, it, it is kind of a lost art. And there were some, you know, that was a big fun part of graphic design.
0: Absolutely. Um, so getting to do the horizon. And does that get you, uh, so how do you get to, from that to Warner brothers? That's, okay, that's
1: So, so at that point, Michael, I thought, okay, um, that awarded me some, some pretty good money for me at the time. I'm like, oh my God, you know, so I, it took the pressure off. Mm. So I started to just look into, okay, just do more freelance. You know, you, you've, you can develop freelance and, you know, one thing led to the next I freelance it's a challenge because, you know, it's, it's unknown. You you can't, you know, it's, it's not for the weak of heart. I is So I I was trying to get as much business as I could and lo and behold, and this was another great moment in my career. I met through a friend, this person who was an editor and she was working for this guy that he wasn't a publisher, but, what he did is he would think of good like coffee table book ideas hmm. and then he would do mock-ups and he would present these mock-ups to big, big publishers like Viking press, all the big guys. Okay. And so she said, well, you know, he's looking for someone to do these mock-ups and, and I was like, Oh my God, that, that just sounds incredible. So I was lucky enough at that point of, of my career where I didn't have to do that many, like, you know, the kind of jobs where you think, oh my God, you know, you got to pay the rent. And Mm. I, you know, I didn't have to suffer for too long in that arena because this gig came up and it was, he was called Rosebud Books. And I'll tell you, Michael, that it was the perfect job for me because it was book covers. So it was kind of like, that's over, you know, that's almost as cool as an album cover.
2: Yeah, Yeah.
1: And dealing with really cool photography, like like high end, uh, all kinds of things from architecture to to the Hearst Castle, and so I got lucky because it was a steady gig. It wasn't it wasn't like oh you're you're working as a W two and you know here's your set. It was still freelance, but it was it, I was on uh, what do they say I was I was part of his steady crew. And I didn't have to like keep hustling for other work. I was able to like settle in. Here's here, I was on retainer. That's the word I was. Oh, okay, Yeah. So that that went on for a couple of years, and it was it was a great experience. Um, he, of course, uh, he was kind of a shady character, also as it turned out. And Michael, I'm not kidding you. All of a sudden, he basically. He had to get out of
0: tech. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. A little technical thing. Now, you had mentioned the books that you did with Rosebud, and we want to bring those up so we can see those as well. That'd be awesome. There we go.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it was really fun because I did, like, the the one, The Architecture of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That photographer was, this guy was, like, one of the best in the business. Um, Julius Shulman was, a, you know, Very, very reputable architectural photographer. So I was dealing with like eight by 10 transparency originals of this guy. You know, Mm. so it was just, you know, he came up with a lot of good ideas. Uh, This, you know, the garden of earthly delights. Um, So I'll tell you that that was a really fun period of, you know, just being able to relax. I had a gig Mm. and, and it was it was just fun. And and again, Michael, all this was done by hand. So I would lay out like a hundred and fifty or hundred and eighty-page book by hand. So mm. it's, wow. it, it was it it's was hard, hard to imagine. Yeah. I look back and it's like you know you, you it was it was difficult. I mean it was it's laying out all these layouts by hand, typesetting, okay. making sure everything fit.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, it, it was um, it was quite the quite the challenge.
0: How big would the you know like the architecture of Los Angeles when you're doing it by hand? I mean, what what size are we dealing with in the real world in terms of the you know the actual pieces?
1: They, they weren't that huge. They they were like maybe like nine by twelve. Some of oh. them were smaller, so that they weren't massive books, but still, you know, I'd say in that range.
0: Wow, this is, this is awesome. So. Rosebud and we are making our way to uh, old WB.
1: Yes. Yes. So when, when the, when my boss said, um, Hey guys, I'm, I, I'm out of here, you know, good luck with your lives. And he just split <laughs> here. I was again, like, Oh my gosh, you know, suddenly I don't have a job. So I thought, okay, Now's the time I got, I've got some experience under my belt and uh, I will backtrack for a second by saying when I first got to LA, my, my uncle said, Hey, Hey babe, you know, I'm happy to get you into the labels, you know, happy to do it. And, and I, I thought, well, Tommy, that's really nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll, of course I'll go. But I, I knew that I was too green. So in the, at first I did go saw all the labels in town with my portfolio and they were very nice, but basically said, you know, kid, you know, you're, I see, we see potential, you know, but you need some experience, you know? So here we are now 1982 and I've got some book covers and some logos and I'm like, okay, I think I could, I could, I could go for it again and hit the labels. So instead of calling uncle Tommy, which I did not do, I was like, okay, I'm going to make some cold calls. And I thought, all right, so what label do I want to work for most? Start there. And it was Warner Brothers. So here we go, Michael. I call, it's a cold call. I didn't go through Tommy. I did. I I called the art director at the time and I was stunned that he answered. He answered the phone. Like he got on the line and he's like, how can I help you? And and i introduced myself and he said he said yeah come on in I'll, i always look at portfolios and so i go in i i meet with this guy nicest guy you can imagine just low key totally comfortable with him and he he loves my work and he said hey would you um, he gave me a freelance job so right out of the gate i do a freelance job
0: you remember what that was
1: yeah it was it was a logo for a, a jazz band called the Yellow Jackets. This is way back, way back in the day. So I do this logo and I come back and he, he really liked it. and he's, He gave me another job. I forget what it was, the second one. So I come back with that. He really liked it. And that's what he said. And And here's what life is so funny, because it was, it's the timing was unbelievable because at that moment, there were only four people in that art department. That's a small department. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, "Laura, you know this doesn't happen often, but one of our art directors is leaving. She's moving to San Francisco, so we're going to have an opening." Mm-hmm. He said, "I would like you to. Um, I, I'd like to see if 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 it works, you know, to get to get you in here. But you're going to have to interview with several other people." And, and so, Michael, I remember thinking. I, I just cannot believe what's happening because it's rare that anyone you don't leave a in a, a, house art department you know that's that's like the cream of the crop kind of job so it was really remarkable timing and i interviewed uh his bosses and long story short i got hired and that was 1982 and i was like oh my, i i couldn't i mean it was that was it. Like, to me, I, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And, yeah, that's how I got, that's how it all got started. So,
0: 1982, Warner Brothers, how old were you at this time? You so,
1: at, at the time, let's see, I was, uh, was more than 55, what was I, Tw- 27. 27,
0: 27. So, 27-year-old Laura gets this job, which could be like a dream job. Yeah. Like, what what was going on aside of the you know just like in your your life was this like, I made it. You know I'm making. I don't know. you got it, making good money, got a place. You you live in L.A. I take it right. I yeah, think, I live
1: I yeah. live right in the the heart of uh, it's it's called the Fairfax area, which is very close to Hollywood. It's okay. close to West L.A. Uh, and it's funny, Michael, because you know back then it, it, it was. uh, As exciting as it's not like, you know, I'm making all this bread and I could, I lived in such a modest, it it was, it was a little single apartment in an old, you know, an old stucco style building. I had a Murphy bed that pulled up, my bed was pulled out of the wall. Wow, yeah, yeah. It was a mattress, like you open a big door and you pull down a mattress. I swear to God, that's where I was living. (laughs) So, So, but I was... So excited because to me, I didn't even really, I didn't care about the money. I didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I cared about the stability and the fact that, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is this is happening, and I, I, I was, I, I thought, okay, now I could dig in. I could dig in and give this oh, all. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. What um, what artists were like the coveted. Like what, what? I don't even know if that was a thing that was going on. Was there a thing like these type of artists could only work with? Did you have to make work your way to get to work with some of these bigger?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, being new, there, there's a whole lot of things that, like, you know, once you're established, you know, I was getting all the stuff as the new person in the art department that nobody wanted. Okay. You know. And and believe me, Michael, there. There, you know, there's quite a bit of that. There, there is, like, for example, all the country covers. Nobody wanted to do country covers in 1982. <laughs> and so I would get a lot of those, you know, like Crystal Gale Christmas. And uh, just, all, you know, the, we had a Nashville division, but they didn't have an art department. So all of the country covers went through the main office. So that's why, for me, in the very beginning, I was happy to, yeah, I didn't care. I I would do anything. I knew I had to pay my dues. But I was like, for me, my biggest thrill was to be at the label that had Prince. Okay. Uh, So, so for me, I was always such a big Prince fan. And I was, I was by far the biggest Prince fan in that art department, got, you know, hands down. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how it turned out where when, when uh you know, 1999 was, you know, it did very well. Like that, I think that was Prince's fifth album, if I'm not mistaken. And he had obviously had several hits off of 1999. Mm-hmm. And somehow I did, the first thing I got to do was that single. Let's, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Now, now you know, Michael. You have to understand this. This was all. This artwork was already done. Like the photo had been done. Obviously, that was the cover. Mm-hmm. I think Prince did all that doodling. I'm pretty sure that was him. Uh, up to that point, he didn't really have anyone in house that he was working with. Okay. So they said, "Hey, you know, would you?" So the first thing I did was this. Uh, it was a 12 inch, and I just used. You know, whatever elements existed and put this together. And I remember thinking, uh, you know, th- this is incredible. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing like, he was my favorite artist on the label. So I, I was just over the moon. And I, 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 I think they gave me that opportunity because they knew I was such a fan.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. So, well, at this point, do you even, and even aside from Prince, do you even meet the artist? when you do this stuff, you know, work for them, or do you just sort of get handed direction or how does that work?
1: Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Like when you're that young and new, oftentimes the um, you would just do the design. So let's say, let's say my boss, Simon, who's the guy that hired me, mm-hmm. let's say he did a photo session of an artist, but he was too busy to finish the package. He would just hand it over to the designer, someone in my position, and say, hey, here's the photo session. You know, you do the rest. So, you know, you're going through a photo session. You're not meeting the artist at that point. You're just taking material that's already been done with the artist. Mm. and you're, you're taking it to completion. You're taking it to the design and then approval and then, you know, to, to finish the press.
0: Okay. Got it. Got it. So you get to do, let's pretend we're married that comes out. How do you how does it transition from okay? You got to work on the single for this, the next project he's gonna do, which is gonna be a movie thing and all that. How do you how did that happen for you? How'd you get into that? Okay. All right, this,
1: is, well, I, this is this is the movie moment, okay? <laughs> this is, so so I, I kid you not. So all right. This one fateful day, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there in the art department and by some it was very odd because, you know, me being an Italian, it's like lunch. You know, I'm all about food. When I get hungry, it's like, I, I, you know, I got to have my lunch. All right. So by some miracle, I don't know, everyone decided to go to go to lunch. And I don't know, maybe they invited me, maybe they didn't, but I was probably working on a deadline. And I'm like, hey, you guys, know, I got, I got to finish this before I have lunch. So, Michael, everybody leaves. Everybody leaves. I'm the only one in the art department. Okay, so I'm sitting there doing whatever deadline I was working on, and my boss at the time, not Simon, but the guy ahead of him, uh, above him, this creative director, he comes running into the art room, and, and he's, he's like looking around, like, like you know, and he's like, he's like in a panic. And, and he goes, he goes, Laura, where is everybody? And I said, everyone's out for lunch. And he's like, you could tell he was stressing. And he goes, oh my God. He goes, well, uh, you got to drop what you're doing. I'm going to have to send you to meet with Prince. Like he, his manager called, and someone's got to get over there. He's shooting a video. Go now. So it was like, what? <laughs> so, he, he, Michael he leaves the room And I'm like You know careful what you wish for Because all of a sudden I'm having to like Drop what I'm doing and go meet with I, I was like I remember Feeling I was so excited But terrified I, I was absolutely Terrified I wasn't prepared so, so so it was Get in your car He doesn't have much time Get Get to the sound stage at AM Records. So I remember being on the freeway. It was, you know, it's always crowded on those LA freeways. I'm heading to Hollywood for my bank. And it's like I just couldn't believe what was happening. So I thought, okay, Laura, you know, this is this is your moment. Like you're you're about to be prince. So I remember going into it was AM and I, I parked at AM and, and I was it was a soundstage on, on, on at AM Records mm-hmm. and I remember walking into the soundstage Michael and it was very quiet. So they were shooting the video for When Doves Cry.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: They were shooting that video. <laughs> right. So, so you were there. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I didn't, I had never heard, no, no one had ever heard that sound. I didn't. Right. I didn't know the song. I didn't know anything about. No one had ever heard anything off of Purple Rain, and so uh, I remember walking in, and it was quiet. So they were between takes, and I'll never forget. This is this is really strange because I didn't know where I was going, and no one was there to meet me. And so I remember, I remember kind of like trying to find someone and looking around. And I I look over, and there's this room that has a bunch of flowers on the floor, you know, just a bunch of scattered flowers. I'm like, Interesting. Oh my God. I, I wonder what all those flowers are doing on the floor. And then sure enough, shortly after that, his manager comes out and you know, this guy's name was, uh, there were three guys that were his managers and this guy was Steve Fardoli. Mm. And he comes out he goes, Hey, thanks for coming. You know, we're, we're shooting the the first video off this record. Uh, This is a new Prince album called Purple Rain. (laughs) So that's first. I'm like, Purple Rain, okay. And and he goes, look, you know, Prince wanted to have an art meeting, but he's, we're kind of running tight. He doesn't have much time. So just sit tight. You know, we'll see how much time, basically he was saying, we'll see how much time he can give you. You know, I, I remember sitting in some room, I wasn't in the main room, and I and and they start running through when doves cry again. Like the, the the audio comes on, and Michael, I'm sitting there going, "Oh my God, listen to it! Listen to this song!" And so, can you imagine? Because I can hear it. I mean, I wasn't in the room, but the guitar, the guitar opening, and I'm like, "Oh my God, is this good?" And they were playing it over and over again, and then you know, stop and start, stop and start. And then finally, you know, I don't know how much time went by, maybe 20 minutes. So finally everything stops and Steve comes into the room again. And he goes, he goes, okay, Laura, um, I think Prince has a few minutes. Uh, you know, he'll be in here and he'll be in here shortly. I'm like sitting in this room going, oh my God. So, so Michael, can you imagine? I hear this like <laughs> Prince always wore these hot, these boots, like cool and boots. And I hear this click, 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 click. <laughs> I'll never forget it. It's like it in walks Prince. And if you can put up, I've got a visual for you. Okay. Because oh. I want to show you what he was wearing. All right. Let me make sure I got it here. So it might be after this slide. Okay. It's after that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go back. Okay. Go
2: this. Oh, wow. Okay. So iconic right
1: here. All right. So. That's what Prince was wearing because that's what he wore at the end of the video when Lind- when Duff's crying. So yeah. Can you imagine? He walks in in that suit without the <laughs> hat, and and he's you know look at the purple boots, and I'm like, oh my god. So I I I stand up, and we're like I we're like the same size, okay? Like I'm barely five foot two, all right. <laughs> and, then, and Michael, I'm I'm standing there meeting Prince in that outfit. And all he says to me like is he he looks at me and he holds out his hand and he goes, hi, I'm Prince. And he <laughs> holds out his in, in that voice that is very like never changes. And he talks very soft and very low. Hi, I'm Prince. And he holds out his hand. And 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 I, I said, oh, hello. Brian. I, I shake his hand. And I say my name. I think I don't even remember. <laughs> so, so he said he he thanked me for coming, and he said I'm about to put out this album, Purple Rain. Um, I wanted you to see this backdrop that we are using right now. I want this to be on my dust sleeve. So I go. he. he we go out and see that room. That was a, that painting in the background. He wanted that to be on the dust sleeve. And basically says, um, and thank you for coming. I will have, I'll have more notes for you um, as we get further down the road. And, and that was the end of the meeting. That was it. I think he just wanted to, I, I don't know, like for, uh, there wasn't much more established at that first meeting. So I get back to, to the office and, you know, they're like, you know, what, how'd the meeting go? What did... And I'm like, honestly, we didn't really discuss too much other than, you know, I, I I'm i doing it's 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 a movie. It's going to be a movie and it's called Purple Rain. And he showed me what's going to be the dust sleeve. But and thank to me. For, and that was about it. I mean, it, it, there wasn't much more happening other than, you know, nice to meet you. And I wanted you to see this backdrop for the dust sleeve. So what was the extent of the meeting?
0: And this is on the set of the Wind Doves Cry video shoot. Yes. You hear, like you said, no one had heard this music outside of probably the camp there and hearing this for the first time. And you said you were like in another room, but you could hear the playback, I guess.
1: yeah, The room was right off. See that studio right there where they shot the end of it was right off this room. So I wasn't like in that room, but it was like right next to the room. And can you imagine, like, you know that guitar intro?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like, and the thing is, because it was a video, you know, they do it over and over and over again because it's a video.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I I was just blown away by, by the, the that experience of hearing that for the first time. I'll never forget it.
0: Wow. Um, There's a lot of things I want to ask you here. First, of all, the fact that you <laughs> saw him with this, oh my god, in in real life at yeah. in real time is real time. A blood god, that's crazy. Oh, um, oh this this poster that we're like, this picture became the a poster I believe that was inside the the vinyl yes. album. There's always a curious thing, you know. As a kid, you know, I had this poster. We all had this up on our wall. Looking at this, I was wanted to know if you can answer this. So, Doctor Fink. There on the stairs, yeah. you can see through his body. Do you, I don't know if you ever noticed. I, I I don't know if you can answer the question. Was this an overlay or something? Like why why is why can you see the stairs inside of him? Like you see what I'm saying?
1: You know, Michael. I'm gonna I've got mine right here. I'm gonna pull out the actual. Yeah. Wall. <laughs> let me let me see if I could. That's interesting.
0: While you're doing that, I gotta I'm gonna make a quick adjustment over here. But yeah, that's one of them.
1: Oh, you know, Michael, that is interesting, you know? It, oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? They did, they did splice him in.
0: Is that what that is? Okay.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, he must be spliced in, which I don't.
0: Even actually on Prince's elbow, you can kind of see through it a little bit and see the impression of uh, Bobby Z.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I bet this was, this was probably a composite, you know, of course, back in the day, you know, when, when you're working on something like this, I was just handed this transparency. So Uh, I was not involved in, in like putting this together. It was just, you know, here, here you go. This is going to be the poster.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now that you say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Um, just to, if we can jump right here, uh, th- this, this beautiful handwriting that Prince had, yeah, uh, oh which is just a piece of art unto itself. And that was this, can you explain what we're looking at here? Is this his, his yeah. notes to you?
1: Yeah. So after meeting Prince, um, he had, so a- after we met, I don't know how much time went by, not much, but I was, I got a package you know maybe a few days after that meeting of the what, the artwork that cuz he did say he goes uh this is going to be a movie and the cover is going to be the poster from the movie so so i knew i was going to be doing a front cover it was going to be supplied okay so in that when when that first package came over it had a a large transparency of the purple rain the actual movie poster, Mm -hmm. you know, just the photo. And in that was that note because he he was so busy. And I think he was, he had so much going on. I think it was all in like, when I got that package from management, that was it for the entire pack for Purple Rain. So Mm -hmm. this note, which is fascinating because you could see you know, he's talking about the back cover and he, he, mm-hmm. he spelled out to me, this is exactly how I want it to be. And, um, you know, that's how, that was really the only specific direction I'd received up until that point.
0: Wow. No, um, I got to ask you this. I should ask at the top, the Purple Rain logo, as I call it, the actual word Purple Rain, is that something, did you create that?
1: No, that was that was created via the movie company okay for the for the movie okay. and they they had hired i think it was this guy Vygon um, the Vygon brothers i believe they had done it but they were hired by Warner pictures to to put that out with the film
0: i see i see the the different fonts for each song title is that you're working yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: And, and so he, he did say, Now I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know if he may have said in that meeting, I was so altered when I first met him. I, I really wish I had, I had a, a more specific memory of, of what we, what we covered at that meeting. Cause I, I was, I was pretty altered, <laughs> But but I believe at that time, he specifically said, I want every song title to have a different, be in a different typeface. Mm
2: -hmm. I think,
1: I think he did specify that. So what I had to do was come up with, you know, uh, every single song, of course, had to have a different font. And um, he had to approve it. So that, that's how involved he was. Like I, Mm -hmm. I I came up with these fonts and he, he liked all of them. So, um, you know, that, that was a, that was a home run. He, he went for all of those, including even this dig, if you will, that's obviously also a a font Mm -hmm. and um, he, he loved it. So he loved that right out of the gate.
0: Are you coming up with these fonts just off of the titles he gave you or had you heard the music?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. At that point, I don't think I'd even heard the music yet because I, I don't think the album was totally done. They they first they first were, I don't know if they did it at the same time, but honestly, I don't think i had heard the music yet. So it was strictly from the song title and just trying to come up with fonts that you could read, uh, obviously, because it was hard to read anything over the flowers. And, you know, just kind of having fun and picking out fonts I thought he would like.
0: Wow. So this particular image we're looking at now, this whole layout, this is your work in terms of where everything is positioned and all of the coloring and everything.
1: Oh yeah. And, and, and getting back to the flowers. So, you know, when I was, when I was told, look, you're going to do this based on a movie poster, you know, it's like, well, look, this is, that's the last thing a designer wants to hear. Cause, okay. Yeah, this is, so, you know, imagine, you know, I'm looking at the movie poster and it's like, okay, well, what are, you know, it's a vertical, you got to make it a square, you know, I can't blow it up. So it's a full bleed. So that's when I thought, you know what I'll have, I'll, I'll get some flowers photographed and we'll use this floral border, you know? So, me going there and seeing that room with the flowers on the floor it was it, i'm really glad that happened because that was a direct connection to what am i i don't want to just put colors next to this that would be too boring so that's when that's when i had the flower shot and then in addition to the florals I thought, you know, I need other things to, you know, I'm going to have to do ads. I need I need other other things besides this poster. So I took, back in the day, it was a magnifying class. That they were called loops. It was this, like, you would look through a loop and it would magnify slides that you were looking at. Okay. Or if you wanted to see it, something in a transparency up close, you would look through this loop. And so I'm looking through... The, uh, I've got the Purple Rain artwork on the on the light table because it was a large eight by ten transparency, and I'm looking for things to pull visually, and I and I see I see the symbol, and I'm like, mm. I saw so, I thought that is the co- now, now oh, Michael you know, you know it's 1984, and I thought that is the coolest thing to have male female combined. You know, that that was just I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take that symbol and 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 blow it up and and use it as a graphic. And so, as you can see, on the uh, that is a sticker on the right side Mm -hmm. that was put on the Purple Rain cover. And what I did is I, I took them Uh, They were called China markers. And I made, I just made the symbol big and kind of rough looking. And that's what I started to use as an additional graphic element. And he he never said, oh man, I love this. But if Prince approved it, you know, he loved it. So I, I like took the chance, blew it up and he apparently loved it because I used it for many other things during that whole purple rain release,
0: let me let me let me give you uh, your props for one for those flowers. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Michael,
1: here, here's the thing. I got to tell you something. Okay, I would love to know. Like, I'm assuming Prince came up with that. Like. Let's do male, female, combine, and, and combine the symbols. But I don't know how it got... I, I mean, he obviously said, I want it on my I, I, on my motorcycle and right. make sure that happens. But if you look at the movie poster, if I hadn't like looked with a fine-tooth comb, I don't know if I'd ever oh, have seen it. And I just, I just loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen.
0: It, I mean, he was always so ahead. Oh my God. Things, You know, it's ridiculous. So,
1: so really, I, w- I was so excited to see that and I took out my orange marker and, and boom, that, yeah. that was the symbol sort of became...
0: It becomes a whole other thing. You know, it's almost identify Prince. I mean, he gave his identity up to be that, right? Like that was...
1: Oh, Michael. Who would have ever... I would have never thought in a zillion years that he'd become the symbol, you know? Right.
0: But, <laughs> but I just wanted to... You know, I really want to give you you know props and respect because this cover the flowers on the side like that and that is such a visual that unidentified is prince it was so brilliant it is such a part of like again i i was a younger i was about 15 16 i think just seeing that i know exactly what this is looking at this now and hearing you describe it and it has you know with the borders and stuff yeah. Now I can look at one of the other, and we'll get to it. One of your other pieces of art that I think is just dope for very simply is just the yellow border on the madhouse thing. That that I can see the aesthetic of this kind of matching that now. I, I can see that the same person had to have worked on this. So Thank this is dope. You. Right
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I I appreciate that you you have the eye to you know to to notice that. Take oh
0: absolutely we've st- I studied this stuff but this is i always wonder like well, who came up with the flower it is so great it, it is such a part of that movie it is such a part of the visual of this album of prince like this is uh it's incredible uh yeah and, and, and it's funny because i don't know if, if you would have thought back then what this would have turned into being like you know what i mean like oh my God. how much i just want to, sometimes artists i don't People can say, yeah, this is great. And they tell you they like something. But to hear, like I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not speaking for a lot of fans out there. These albums became they went on the wall. You know, they yeah. we would, would inspire us to do our own sort of creative endeavors. And we the same way when you were mentioned earlier, when you would just copy or trace or make your own versions of it. That was the same way we would do with stuff like this, you know. It, it would spawn our ideas to do things. So, you know, salute to you for that. Just
1: oh, I love that. I love hearing that.
0: Yeah, incredible. Like this, uh, I wanted to ask you about this. The the picture here, uh, in my mind, I feel like this was a picture that was used in the movie in that video of When Doves Cry, uh, the one with the, uh, the 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 lake here.
1: Well, you know, Michael, back in the day, again, because this is all done by hand, you know, Prince had such a, he was so involved in every aspect, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He wanted a still from the movie of Lake Winnetaka. And so I, you know, I'm told I've got to, so I'm, I'm sent this still, which, you know, back then they didn't know how to pull <laughs> decent quality stills from a movie and so I'm looking at this thing and I'm, I'm horrified like I'll give you the inside scoop I'm like this is a freaking nightmare for a designer because how am I gonna you're not gonna be able to read anything off this image but this is what Prince wanted and he wanted he ins- I, I, I I couldn't even find a font that, that that was legible on this thing. So I did the best I could. And I just, to this day, I look at this dustly and I'm like, oh my God, it's, <laughs> to me, it's it's it was impossible to deal with, you know, the reflection of the water, the darks and the lights. You, so I, I did the best I could. And um, that's what he wanted. Now, when they did the next printing, I don't know how many they pressed initially, because who knew it was going to blow up. But when they went into a second printing of Purple Rain, that was that was switched.
2: Oh really?
1: Yeah, and and by the way, I went through the the Purple Rain LPs that I kept, and I don't have the second version of that dust sleeve where you can actually see and read the lyrics.
0: Was the picture just pulled out or what What was in its place? I,
1: replaced, I used something else. And
0: I, I remember this, this.
1: it's crazy to say that I don't even remember. I don't remember what I replaced it with. Huh. But, but it's funny because they realized, ooh, she she's right. You really can't, you know, this is really hard to read. So, we're, so that's why he agreed, okay, we could switch this out. And I, I'm going to have to do some research to figure out what I replaced it with.
0: I'm sure somebody in the comments is going to post that. Oh, portrayal. I hope so. so. I, I'm I, sure hope so.
1: I, I hope so because it, it's driving me crazy now. I can't remember.
0: Wow. Well, I would say you know again, is it hard to read? But it just added to the allure of the whole thing to me. Like exactly. It's like oh, I still got to read it and listen. So I, I think I thought nothing of it. I just thought, man, this is brilliant. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's so funny, and I'm sure that I'm sure that was the, the case for a lot of fans.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Ah. Ah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so here we go. Now, this this is interesting for the fans out there. Okay, so, you know, here, here it is back in the day. There's no Photoshop. There's, there's no nothing. You've got straight-up photography. That's all you've got. So I thought, I need Purple Rain. Where am I going to get Purple Rain? So, Michael... I had a, I call this photographer. There, the thing about LA, okay, you can imagine Los Angeles is so ripe with talent.
0: Mm. There was
1: so much damn talent out there, dear lord. The photographer, everyone, illustrators. It was a mecca of. It was just creative juice to to the max. So I called this guy up who did I don't even know how he did a lot of still lifes, and I I said, look, I know this. This sounds so abstract and, and obscure, but I need literally a shot of purple rain. L- literally, I need rain that's purple, okay? I don't care how you do it. Just do it. So, so he goes, what do you mean exactly? I said, just what I said. I need purple rain, so do it. It's So, so, so Michael, this guy comes up with literally, I thought it was brilliant. I don't, to, to be honest, I don't know how he did it. I didn't go to the Not boat. Really. I didn't care. It's like, I don't have time to come over to your studio and help you do the purple rain, but get it done. And he delivered this guy delivered. So I then had purple rain to use and my symbol. And I started to use these as elements mm. for like, obviously this one was for the 45 let's go crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I remember using purple rain for like teaser ads and billboard magazine, Like we did this one where it's just purple rain on the back cover that like that was it. And then the next one was like, you know, it was like a teaser campaign. That's when like print advertising was really powerful and really mattered. And so it was fun. I mean, considering like, look, this, this thing started to just go nuts. No pun. It did go crazy. Like (laughs) let's go crazy. Purple rain went crazy. So It was like pulling at whatever visuals we could get. Uh, oh, here we go. That's, yeah. that's the same shot. It's again, the Purple Rain. And that disc was, uh, you know, that was a very limited run of a very cool, I think that was just the, yeah, that was the 45 of.
0: It's a purple Rain and God.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, the picture disc era. I remember
1: that. The picture disc, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh.
0: When um when this album when it, well let me ask you this I guess when it is what is it like to finalize the album art is it like you present everything and then as Prince and his management finally say okay this is a go and then it's like a go to press like what does that whole how does that all work at the end of it
1: okay with Prince every single. Every single package I worked on was a different process. okay. That whole, like, finalizing, approving, getting the green light, every single one had a different process with Prince because he was always on the road or always, you know, busy being a genius, you know what I'm saying? So so it's like, depending on one of the 10,000 things he had going on, Mm-hmm. Process was different, but but I'll never forget. At some point, this is something your your viewers are going to get a kick out of, and I forgot to mention this. At some point, and I believe it, it was probably Purple Rain because we're talking. He was so involved in every single aspect of that of that release. When I was coming up with the different picking fonts for the different songs. Mm-hmm. And and I kid you not, your viewers, this is a great story. So I had all these different fonts picked out. And back in the day, the the books that we used to look at typography were big. They were like big oversized books. Mm -hmm. And you go through like maybe, maybe there were two fonts per page. It showed all the different letters and it showed and you go through these, they were like weight a ton. They were, they were weighty, weighty big books so i had to mark in these books you know prince was coming in for a meeting because he wanted and i believe it was for the purple rain release he wanted to see the fonts for the song titles that i was going to be using so i borrowed my my boss's office because you know at the time he's not going to be like prancing through the art room with everybody else <laughs> so i needed mean, privacy so so there he comes in i don't know who he was with at the time it was it might have been one of the managers and maybe you know his bodyguard was there maybe it was a couple people okay and we're we're in this like you know this is the second time i'm seeing him and he's like actually you know they're in the flesh and so he he was i I have the type I have the type books and I'm showing him like okay you know for let's go crazy um you know I thought I would use this one and so he would he would he would look at it and um, he decided and I don't know I'm looking back at this and, and it's funny for me to think about this now he never spoke a word in that meeting did not speak a word So Mm. all he would do is point. (laughs) And I remember realizing like halfway through the meeting or not halfway, like, like like this, this dude's not going to talk. Like he's not going to talk right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like, at like, okay, no talk. So he, He proceeded to point, like, if he approved it, Mm -hmm. he he would point to it. And then I would keep flipping the pages. (laughs) I'd say, and then for this one, I wanted to use. And if he didn't point, it wasn't going to fly. So I just, I wanted to get that in as, that is a story. And I'm telling you, for, I think it was like, all through Purple Rain, the few meetings I had, which weren't many, he just would he would point like when it would came, when it came time to what's the final going to be, he would just point to the winner, point to the winner, point to the winner. So this went on and I'm thinking, you know what? I don't know if this is a game or (laughs) if he's trying to figure out how much weirdness could this girl take, you know, I can take, I can take it. So bring it on. I'll I'll take as weird as you want.
0: That's hilarious. That's Prince. You've heard many of stories where he's just like
1: he just went.
0: went That's it.
1: It's like no need to speak. No need to speak.
0: Going back to those fonts, I I reminded myself. I don't know if are you aware of that. A lot of those fonts, there are fonts of those now. Like you could go on and okay, I want the Baby I'm a Star font, or I want the da 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 da, and there's people have made fonts. Of those oh Prince God. album stuff. Really? Which, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember in the early oh days God. of the internet when we you know, we first getting on, and you know, Prince fans, we would want to make up, you know, whatever it was, your own art or different things, and you wanted to have that style. There would be you could go and get because I want the love sexy font, and you can go find that. Like, so a lot of your stuff is like people have taken this and just run with it.
1: That's, you know, know, it's funny you say love sexy because I hired a great typographer, a brilliant, that was hand done type. Wow. Yeah, that was like, that was not type, that was, that was not typeset. That was a lot of the stuff I did for prints. I would hire great typographers to come up with original fonts. Well,
0: and I would tell you, all of that stuff has spawned all of this, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's awesome. I love that.
0: Um, wanted to show this one here as well. I this is i must be a pass to the uh, purple rain tours. So it's like specifically January 14th. And then you're holding the platinum and gold <laughs> albums. Like wow.
1: I was so excited. Um yeah, I that I, that was a shock and a surprise that you know I was presented these uh that's up to the artist you know who gets these golden platinum uh sales plaques and i I was just so i was so touched because it was it was the first it was my first project with prince and i didn't i didn't expect that
0: and and we didn't really touch on it but you also did the inner uh i don't know what they call that in the vinyl the the
1: label oh oh you mean the the label in the vinyl or
0: in the vinyl, the, in, the, in the round there.
1: Yeah. Right, a- oh, yeah. I, I designed, yeah, that, those were, that was the label on the disc. And most of the Prince albums are are original, like one of a kind. It wasn't the generic Warner Brothers label. It All was right. a label that, that I designed, basically.
0: The, again, I have to, do you know how much <laughs> those mean to us fans? <laughs> like, they are such a part of each one of those. We call them errors. Each one of those albums. So that is that's some iconic shit right there. Just the the Purple Rain one, like that. And we'll get to some of the other ones. But yeah, those are huge. I don't know how much time you put into these, but they mean so much to us.
1: Oh my god, I, that is I. I'm so that that does a lot for my heart. Honestly,
0: it does. It has done a lot for us. Like yeah, you should be proud of those. those are those are dope into it? Like if they when they do re. You know reissues they have to be exact if they're not like exactly then we got a problem like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love that thank you michael
0: yeah those, those are great all right now we we got into purple Rain because that's you know the way it was purple Rain. but these next few albums here these are the ones that we are really most interested in hearing anything we can talk about these so just jumping into i see this is some notes Looks like this was a meeting that you had with uh, Stephen.
1: Okay. So uh, at least
0: it's stated here. It says 11485
1: Houston.
0: Houston. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nolly, if I'm saying his name right. And you're talking about Take Me With You, Baby, I'm a Star, 7 inch.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Healer Ease, uh, Noon new, new Rendezvous. Uh, looks like you're working on the 7 inch for that. Oh, my God. Can you put. Uh, believe-
1: Look, I, I, yeah, it kind of blows me away. I'm so glad I took these notes because this is, it, it is really, it's something when you look back on it. It's really, pretty amazing. Yeah, so Prince
0: single seven inch and tw- here's what I wanted to ask you. It says new Prince single seven inch and twelve inch Golden Gate, and then it says Paisley Park back with She's Always in My Here.
1: Harry,
0: do you remember what Golden Gate? What was that? referencing to oh, you,
1: you know what, that, Michael? That's interesting because he, I'm assuming that at the time he may have been toying with the idea that Paisley park was going to be golden gate. I, I, I bet that's a,
2: it's just blew up over here.
1: Oh, my, not, no, you know, Michael, I never, I never really noticed that, but with Paisley park in parentheses, Mm-hmm. That's very much what that could mean. Like Golden Gate, that I don't think that was ever a that was never a song. No, no. So I bet he was considering that for for the name of Paisley Park.
0: Well, well, maybe. It will, well, Paisley Park was a song, so I, you might be right. I wonder if it was somehow. I'm trying to go through the lyrics in my my head real quick. I
1: remember
0: that. Wow, that's. I, they're gonna go. What? That's in the comments for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is funny, Paisley Park with Paisley. That is really funny. It could have been. I didn't even. I never even realized that. Mm. Be supplied. Okay. Oh my gosh.
2: Paisley oh, Park. and so this
1: was. Yeah, this was the first. Oh wait, Paisley Park need logo treatments. So back in '85. I was to. this is where I started to work on all the Paisley Park stuff.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So yeah, you know, go, I don't know what Golden Gate means because Paisley Park, they did have, okay, they need a logo and look at my, my notes, treatments in Paisley patterns. That kind of blows my mind. Cause I remember hmm. I, this is, your fans are going to love this, but of course, before Photoshop or anything, he wanted Paisley patterns. I'm like, oh my God. I went to every fabric store in Los Angeles, and I got samples—literal samples of paisley—in fabric form, oh. and, and 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 then you know either photographed them or had them shot as transparencies. I think that's what I picked my favorites. I had them all photographed, and he ultimately picked the the paisley that was used, you know, throughout the duration. But that's how I. That this is in back in eighty five, that's when I started to work on all that um, all that Paisley Park stuff.
0: Wow, you got some other things here. It says uh, produce two versions. What was this? Was that say mom something heat or heart? I can't Let's see that, oh. at the very top of the page in the second page. There's something material research.
1: Heck! Oh, these are like heck was copy shot. Oh, that was like, like heck was a. A photo, uh, a photo place material research. Oh, that was just for I guess finding, you know, who was going to actually copy the paisley. I think that's just technical. Okay, okay. But but as you can see here, produce two versions. So so with even the forty five, I was to do two versions. One die cut with the forty five inch hole. And one without the hole. So they were. That's how specific they got with, like you know, the the holes for forty fives were. Mm-hmm. Bigger, you know, okay. So wow. A version. Maybe he was going to try to do one with a, with just a regular LP hole. Isn't that funny? That's wow. That it is
0: really detail oriented.
1: Logo should be very psychedelic, isn't this? Is this is really? I'm glad I took these notes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're glad. <laughs> you even got the date of when they're due, comps due.
1: Yes, due February release two twelve. Oh, my God. And okay. then the new Prince album, Around the World in a mm. Day. Supplied art, mm. gatefold, you know, the kind that's open up. Mm-hmm. Packaged with lyrics approximately every... Art uh, due to five, uh, two, two, time. Maxi single, The Bird. Oh, Bird. that's I so... Me. That's so funny, Michael. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Of um, course.
0: Great. Classic.
2: Oh my god. Name
0: escapes me of the art. This, this is not Steve Park, is it? Uh I don't want to miss say it wrong. They'll tear me apart in the comments. <laughs> but classic, <laughs> classic, classic.
1: Uh, oh yeah. This was well, the, the guy that painted this, Doug Henders, is
2: his
1: Doug name. Oh. Doug Henders, and you know what? Oddly enough, I never met Doug. Which, you know, it's funny because from what I... You probably know more about this than I do because you you guys do a lot of in-depth Prince stuff. But I believe he went on tour with Prince while he was painting this. And the reason... He was still on tour for Purple Rain, you know, when this album was getting... Mm -hmm. This guy was so ahead of him. Prince had so much going on. Like, can you imagine? He had already... Pretty much wrote the entire album for Around the World in a Day, but yet he was still on tour for Purple Rain.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
1: this guy, I believe, went on tour and he would, Prince would change his mind all the time. So this was a very, there was such a big challenge for this guy because he was constantly having a change. You know, Prince would wake up and it, the whole thing would change. Wow.
0: I, I, and I, I know there's pictures out there. Of some of these, uh, some of these are based off of different pictures and some of the band members and different things. It's a very creative piece of work. Yeah, uh, this was another one. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's if he ever hears this. There's Doug. This album cover blew my mind. Uh, when I was I, I got into art heavy at this point. I was in advanced placement art classes, and I would do my own sort of interpretations, and oil paintings of this really mixed, mixed with like anime imagery and different things uh oh so
1: yeah, my i love one that. Of those things
0: that opened up imagination for me
1: oh that's so great
0: all right this inner sleeve here
1: yeah yeah
0: talk to us a little bit about this was this supplied art background or something you yes. did or?
1: yes this this was supplied art okay. and um it came like as is there was you know whoever whoever like did the color manipulation. It, it was all, as you see it, that's how I got it. Oh, okay. okay. So I remember when I was working with the, the, uh, the, the brilliant type designer that came up with all this, uh, you know, all the, the Paisley Park logo, uh, her name was Margot Chase. And, you know, she she came up with all with all these beautiful, the around the world in a day, uh, Prince in the Revolution. That's all stuff that was added to, you know, the painting and this, the supplied art of this landscape. But I did, uh, that came as is. And I was so happy because in comparison to the water reflection, I thought, oh, this is going to be, so much easier to deal with 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 type. Mm. You'll be able to read it. You know, you could, uh, again, everyone had a different uh, font. He had to approve all that. And, you know, funny story, and, and this is a true story, I'll never forget, the approval process for this all happened when Prince was still on tour with Purple Rain. So, I was told to meet him on tour to make sure that, you know, instead of like sending it, the artwork was so big to send, it was just not going to work. So here I am. This is a true story. He was performing in San Francisco at the Cow Palace. I don't even know if, that, if that's still up and running. Hmm. And I was so young at the time, Michael. I look back and I think, you know, my bosses, they should have taken better care of me because he, here I am, like I'm about to be, you know, Prince at this point is huge. You know, I mean, we're talking past Purple Rain or during Purple Rain. So they say, yeah, you'll have to go meet with Prince. And and I was basically on my own. It's like, oh, OK, you know, I'll, I'm happy to do that. But they said, but you're going to have to meet him at the Cow Palace, you know, like either after the gig or before the gig or so, so Michael, here I am fighting. Like, so I go to San Francisco, I have this massive portfolio because, you know, you can imagine gatefolds were big, you know, mm-hmm. so I have to put them in this big portfolio and I, I go to rent a car and I'm in San Francisco and they're out of all they have left are stick shifts. You know, like the stick shift cars? I don't know if you yeah, ever I drove one them. Tried to. <laughs> They're very hard to drive. And I had just gotten a Volkswagen Beetle and was forced to learn how to drive stick because that's all, you know, I, I had to learn it. So I was, I had just learned how to drive a stick, but I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> Can you, you know the hills? I got it with a stick shift. So anyway. You know, I have it's a nightmare. I get I get a car with a stick shift and then I'm going to the Cow Palace with all the other you know, with, with the crowd of people. that are going there to see him in concert. Wow. I get stuck in concert traffic. I mean, it was kind of a nightmare. I finally park and I remember getting out of the car with this big portfolio and there was a like a storm was coming in. And so this huge, there was all this wind and the portfolio was like, ah, like I was, I was, I was, it was literally because it was so big. It was like getting affected by the wind. So I finally get in and I was so beside myself. I was so nervous and I was so exhausted. I finally get there and it was either, I don't know if he was about to go on or, and but, but it was it was very tense. I remember he, he was, he, it was backstage and, you know, they said, okay, you've got five minutes. So I'm like, I run in there and I like lay out all this stuff. And he just, and he just looked at it and he he went, he went like this. Like that, that was, that was, that was it. That was the meeting. Like I I go all the way up there. It's like the meeting took like 10 seconds but hey he liked everything i didn't have to change a thing so that that's a that's a pretty funny story
0: how, how did you because this was before cell phones and stuff like how did how did they know who you were to let you get backstage and all that I'm just kind of oh i'm
1: sure they were probably told hey we got the we got the art director coming in from warner brothers she she needs yes. to come in just have a meeting with prince you know it was like walkie talkies and, you know, but I didn't, I should have gotten, you know, special parking. Yeah. I should have, man, I did was. on like right.
0: a will call or something? Like, how did you even get to contact them? If you're, if you're walking in with everybody else, how did you remember? Like how you even.
1: Yeah. I, it was, my name was at the will call window. And I was like, you know, obviously I'm here to meet with Prince and they saw the portfolio and, <laughs> but we're talking like, you know, I looked back and I thought, damn, I, Man, I they, they just like threw me out to the wolves. I mean, that, that was a difficult process to get in there.
0: Gosh, gosh. So he, here we go once again. Yeah. The Around the World in the Day, Inner Sleeve Circle, I don't know what that's called. Another yeah. one that was like, when you saw that, you just knew it was special because like you said, each one was different. And they yeah. weren't like other records that you had other records just sort of kept whatever the normal yeah. logo layout was, his was layout. unique to his, like it was, yeah. that added such that made him like special. So I was like, wow, everything about this is different. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All You know that uh, again, it's, it's a thrill to me all these years later to hear how much it meant to, to fans because, yeah. you know, I just, I, I, that's, it's just wonderful to
0: know that. Oh, no, it matters. This is a, as a part of the details, is a part of what made Prince so spectacular because you knew he took the time, even if it was just the, the point. We, 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 knew, we didn't know all that, but obviously that he was like, yeah, I want my stuff to be unique, different. I want yeah. my fingerprints on everything I do. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I loved it. Let's jump through these. Uh, these are also. Super important uh because for a lot of us the 12 inches yeah. releases were a very big deal. Oh uh, not only would you get usually you'd get the longer version or sometimes the original cut of how the song really was and oh. on the album, they were edited down. You yeah, would get the extended version, but you would get the B side, which the B side became the thing about like okay, the B-side is going to be even better than anything on the record. You got to go get... So these were like mini albums to us. And this the artwork was also super iconic. So I, all of these would be sitting on my walls. You know, <laughs> um, I love uh, that. I love
1: incredible. that, Like <laughs>
0: That is so <laughs> cool. That's so cool. Um, oh, so you had mentioned that you did the promotional... uh material for paisley park when it first debuted and opened did you actually go to back then before you did this part or were these just images that you were supplied and you came up with i'm very curious about that
1: all they gave no i I was not i I never went in person when i was developing this uh they just gave me the the beautiful photos that that one main photo was just stunning i I i'm not even sure who took these and Mm -hmm. um they just gave me supplied photos and that was it. They're like, Hey, hey, here's, here's your material, you know, come up with, come up with something and, you know, we'll we'll take it from there. And so I, I was, uh, I I was very, it was very unusual to be involved in something that was outside of Warner Brothers, but yet I was still in house Warner Brothers, but, you know, I, I, without sounding too, uh, you know, Prince was like, "Hey, Laura's doing this," you know. I mean, it was all up to him. So, so when I look back as as a full fledged adult now, I'm looking back at the label thinking, you know, it was pretty cool of them because Warner Brothers had nothing to do with Paisley Park, and they they agreed. They're like, "Okay, we can we'll let Laura take her time. That's really our time, and let her work on the stuff for Prince." So they were looking back. I think they were pretty cool about that.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh we're about to jump into another one. Uh uh
1: ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, sir. Uh, so
0: parade oh man, kiss, man and all of that. This stuff it not only was it I don't want to say it was simplistic. It was just a total contrast. Yes. to I would say the just all of the stuff that you know, there was so much going on. This was almost simplistically like Prince, and it was also visually different. Prince, yes, stunning to see him look like that. And I also have to preface it to say that back then, again, I always say this is before the internet. There wasn't that many opportunities to see Prince visually. That's um, right. You would see whatever the promotional material and the album, and sometimes the video. But then there would be six months a year as a fan, yeah. you didn't see anything, right? Uh, and then he would just come out and look like that and was like, <laughs> Yeah,
1: when did hey, that happen? Right.
0: This is this that's print wall. So just yeah. him visually was such an artistic piece because he would switch his. We we have a subset podcast we call switch the style up. it yeah. would switch the style up so much. So yeah. you getting these pictures and because I am in the heat of the moment, I'm saying this to the audience, because I'm in the heat of the moment talking to Laura, I am <laughs> forgetting the people's names that I you know I know. Uh, he's on the tip of my tongue, the photographer. Uh,
1: oh, Jeff Katz.
0: Jeff Katz, yes. Salute to Jeff, legendary.
1: Yeah, Jeff when Katz.
0: When you get these pictures, or I don't know how this works, you know, please walk us through when you first get the materials and the conversation, not only for this, but of course the... Uh, iconic cover
1: okay well i'll tell you what michael (laughs) this is a great story go go back to the other go back to the the single sleeve yep the first okay all right now this all right now so at this point in time i've done purple rain occur um around the world in a day all right and i haven't spent that much time with prince obviously he Mm -hmm. i feel like you know he's he trusts me you know he's he's here I am on the next project, so I was feeling like, oh, this is this is great. Like I, I was just so thrilled and honored that this relationship was working.
2: Mm.
1: So here comes the next release parade, and the so I get again, once again, all I get out of the gate is this photo of Prince, and I'm like, uh, like you, I was like, oh my god, this this is this is so different. I can't, and I, something told me, I thought, you know, I would love to see this whole, I'd love to see this photo session. Like I, I, it was the first time that I thought, you know what? Like, like, you know, I, I've been, I feel, I felt confident enough to say to management, can I see the rest of the photo session just to see like, maybe there's a different photo or, you know, like, I was actually not just going to lay down and go. Oh, great! So that's the cover. Something told me like you need to see the rest of this, of of this photo. So they said, "Oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll do that because they had asked him, of course." And he said, "Sure, she could see the whole session." So I get the whole session, and okay, go to the next slide. (laughs) Okay. All right, Michael. So I see these. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> you have got to be kidding me! I thought those were the most beautiful photos I- I'd ever seen of him. They were. I-, I I was, I was, I fell in love with those images, and I thought I have got to change this guy's mind. Like, how am I going to do this?
0: So, stop here one second, just so I can understand that you're saying. Are you saying that that other image that's on the kiss? Yeah. 12 inch. That was going to be the cover yes. of the album. Yeah. Whoa. I had no idea about that.
1: Yeah. Wow. That was going to be the cover. And you know, yeah, it's a great shot, but I don't know. It didn't feel like an album cover photo to me. Like, let's go back. That uh,
2: was going to be the cover.
1: Wow. That was going to be the cover of parade. Yeah.
3: Interesting. Right.
1: That was going to be it. And I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I just thought I, I need to see other photos if I can. So, you know, I go through the session and there are these photos and I'll tell you what, I, I think they're to date that the, the most provocative and sexiest, they're the ultimate photos of Prince in my opinion. Mm. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, I don't have the, um, I didn't have the gumption to just switch it up, you know, cause like you got to respect Prince. I don't want to step on his toes. I You know, I wanted to stay in his good graces, but I thought, you know what, Lord, just let's do this. Let's, I thought to myself, I will, of course, give him what he wanted to begin with, like use that cover, use that photo. But in addition to that, I'm going to work up these photos because these are much better. And there's no better way to do this than to just present it artistically, present it as mock-ups. So... I, well, I'm looking at these photos and I thought, okay, I got an idea. And I think I, I even went to my boss and made sure this was okay to do because it involved, it involved a gatefold, which is more money. And, you know, there's budgets and I can't start spending money for someone that's not my money to do. So I said, all right, the thing that's going to convince prints to use these, not only are they great photos, but if we did a gatefold, I could, I could put his belly button on the spine and right. he is going, that's going to, that's going to make him, he's going to go, like, I knew he would dig that so, so much. So if you go to the next sliders at is it the one before where you see the gatefold? Yeah. Look at the belly button. Right. Okay. Wow. Right on the spine. <laughs> And Michael, I knew as soon as he saw it, he he was like hands down. He didn't even hesitate. He's like that's it. Mm. And so, to me, the parade package was was the a major turning turning point for me as his as his you know main go to designer art director because this was the first time that I was art director. Mm. And not just designing, because you know, art direction, it's it's a whole nother thing. You're 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 getting it at the at at the ground level, you're concepting, you know, that's all within art direction. So this was a big deal for me. This one was a big deal.
0: Wow. And again, I have to ask, had, are you doing this without hearing any of the music associated with this or had you heard anything yet?
1: No. No, no. Mm.
0: And had, and also, were you, uh, assume you were aware of the movie or, or, yeah. or, or knew of the aesthetic of the movie uh, design-wise or just the black and white nature of it?
1: The, the only aesthetic I knew <clears throat> was the, the black and white. You know, they said it's going to be in black and white. <clears throat> it's a little, it's kind of retro. I guess it was, you know, roaring 20s-ish. I, they were giving me real basic ideas. <clears throat> I never heard the music.
3: Hmm.
1: nor did I ever see anything in the movie. And it was strictly based on, on these stark images.
0: Wow. You know, it's, it's fascinating because to hear you say you, you, didn't, you didn't have any of those other reference points necessarily. I mean, they told you things, but you didn't see it. Right. And the fact that it all gels together though, you know, you're doing, you're working here on the visual component of the album while they're doing this movie and all this other stuff but it all looks as if it's one cohesive yeah you know you you i would have assumed because again you know, i'm listening to, i'm looking at it from a fan perspective i'm yeah. thinking oh yeah she's probably been playing this music and yeah this is what it calls out to her <laughs> 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 but it, so, so it's fascinating the way that it, it has come together you know it's, it's incredible
1: exactly Exactly. So so, you know, uh, uh, this is, again, a a very funny story with this package is once I had done all this. um, Like he didn't he wasn't aware what what he you know, he thought he was going to. So he decided one of the rare things about Prince, he didn't come into Warner Brothers that often. Okay, Mm -hmm. but for this particular approval process, he had planned to come in. And he want, he wanted a meeting, an art meeting to see like all the mock-ups that I had done. Plus he was, this was, this is also something I, you got to love the guy for this. When I look back, he, he never really, he did not like your typical record biz, like the, the, the upper, you know, the, the suits, he didn't like the guys on top. He didn't, he never wanted to deal with them. But this the creative director at the time, I think he had asked management like, man, I want to be involved like Prince is so. So he kind of like sort of invited his way into being part of this process. Okay. Okay. so when Prince came in, so we're having the big meeting and we're going to have it in the creative director's office, who is the first time he even met Prince. He's never been involved with Prince and his visuals. So, um, so anyway, that's, we have the meeting in, in, in his office, the the creative director. And, um, you know, I pull out the stuff that he was expecting to see and, you know, he was, uh, you know, it was, he liked it, you know, and then when I pulled this out, like I said, he was, I remember he just, he just was so surprised. And, and he said something like, Oh, you know, he always talked like this, Like You have to understand. He never talked higher than this, his volume. And he goes, Oh, yeah. He goes, I, I dig that. I dig that. So, you know, I, I knew, like, okay, that was the moment. But here, here's the part that blows me away about Prince and how he was he was so um he was such a good guy and an injured like when it came to me and the whole politics of the label, mm. you could tell, like, he still wanted me to, like, you know, Laura's really the you way, know, like, she, she came up with this, like, so I remember when we were getting credits together, he actually took the time, because we had met with the creative director at the time, he wanted to make sure, like, who, who does this? Imagine Prince, like, he actually, called ma- he wanted to make sure that in the credits my name came above the creative director's name
2: mm. in the
1: like like who who thinks of that you know, so, so I anyway i just thought that was it was one of those really remarkable moments where it was the only time that he had that he had met with a higher up like this guy was the senior vp creative director and He thought it was like the coolest thing that ever happened to the record business, (laughs) and here's Prince saying, "Oh no, Laura's name's going to come above this guy, so make sure that happens."
0: Love it, love it. That's how that's Prince, man. Like he recognized the real ones putting in work. I'm
1: telling you, it was really remarkable. I mean, that that was I I was blown away by that. Wow. And then if, if you could go back one more, Michael, to that to the slides so i I just wanted to explain that that beautiful collage so that was the that was the front and back obviously and then when you opened up the gatefold i think it should be that Uh, yes so what i had done here is because it was so stark like that front and back were so stark i Mm. wanted the the inside to be just like oh like just so dense and so and i thought you know it can't just be a bunch of photos So I hired this remarkable collage artist. Her name is Ann Field. You know, she was incredible. I gave her all these Jeff Cat photos. And I said, just have at it. Just go ahead and do me the best collage you can do with all these photos. So she came up with this, and I just thought it was brilliant.
0: Another one that I don't think is in here is the inner sleeve art as well. Uh, oh, yeah. that was also a collage i'm gonna see if i can
1: oh yeah it. i I, rem- I remember that she had done there the game go. fold and then she you're right she did the dust sleeve
0: let me see if we can bring that up uh that was another piece of art that uh I had to put it on the wall <laughs> was, yeah, yeah that, was, that was uh give me one second here. uh Actually, it may be too hard to do, and I'll throw it in as an insert. But yeah, that you know, artwork—I've
1: got it. Yeah, we could we could stop for a moment, and I, I could hold it. I got it in my uh, in my vinyl collection.
0: Actually, that's okay. Let me do this. Okay, let me do this. I do want to show it. Let's
1: see. I just love that my my kitty's in the corner of the couch.
0: <laughs> He's chilling.
1: <laughs> He's, that's so damn cute.
0: See, here we go.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: the best yeah. I can get it, but yeah, that was uh. Isn't that great? This picture here with? If you can see that picture there, just was so striking to me, because again, you 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 rarely got to see very clear on pictures and prints sometimes. Yes. You know, it's just a different type of look. I was like, wow, he looks yeah. totally different. Like, and just the pictures with. The band and stuff, and
1: isn't that great? Yeah, I'll tell you what I think. Jeff Jeff Katz did he did amazing work with Prince, and I'll tell you what you know. Kudos to Jeff because he was the the most modest, you know, accommodating uh, ego aside. Uh, do mm. you let me know what you want, Prince? Like he Prince, That's why you know Prince. He he worked with Jeff Katz for years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Incredible. Beautiful. Um,
1: yeah, he really did. And oh. again, yeah.
2: Thank, <laughs> Thank
1: you, Michael. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, graphic design is not everybody gets it, but like this is graphic design. You know, you it's like it's the the the. The subtlety of it you know, the placement of the song titles like this this is graphic design right here
0: um i have to ask you the, the paisley park logo who came up with that, was that...
1: yeah that was i hired um the, the the woman who did all of the around the world in a day you know all the all that wonderful like psychedelic she came up with the paisley park logo her name uh, is Margot Chase, and sadly she has passed, but right. she did amazing work.
0: Absolutely. I, I have a refrigerator magnet uh, ah. again, sitting on my refrigerator, with that logo. So it's just like, again, <laughs>
2: That's
1: funny.
0: I hope she knew how oh. much that meant to us. That's,
1: yeah, yeah. She she nailed it. She nailed that one. I loved it. Yes, she did. Yeah, she did.
0: Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, the mountains, twelve inch. Yeah, again, the twelve inches for us were mini albums, so these were up on the wall.
2: Oh, I love iconic.
0: That. Uh, love I love that. just the simplicity of the Prince and the Revolution with the mountains up here. Yep, and you flipped it. It was almost like a double cover, you know. Yeah, Paris. Yeah. ah
1: <sighs> yeah yeah it was uh th- thank you my god I, I love this package and everything that that i that came that came to fruition around these images i was just so happy
0: another one this, Well, what what uh if, if you can remember i noticed the font is a little different in terms of the, the style here is that just again to yeah, make I- had its own sort of identity font style or
1: yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he went for this. I guess it was just um, he just wanted, you know, whatever, he, he was wide open, and I. it was just typesetting. So, yeah, kind of breaking away from what I would typically use for prints, but he, obviously, he, he liked it enough to use it. So, that was a new, it was like a one-off.
0: Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're going to call this part two. Uh, this is just like if you went to the Love Sexy Concert, and you saw the first half, took the intermission. Now we're back for the second half. Woo! So we here. We're here with Laura. Thank you, uh, Laura, again, for joining us and being with us today. This is a blessing to us. Uh, so we're oh, excited.
1: I'm loving it. Thank you.
0: Well, let's dive right into Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times is my favorite Prince oh, album of all time. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: This is- yeah. That's oh amazing. michael
1: it's just a what a what a oh it's just a brilliant it's so brilliant
0: it is incredible the i i can't show you because i'm in a different room in my living room i have a giant i think 65 by 65 inch uh print of the cover of the album what? And, yes <laughs> you, you're kidding I'm not kidding <laughs> oh
2: my god i have god. it blown
0: up yes yeah, if, if if I could, I would have the whole wall uh, <laughs> as, you know, with the backdrop, kind of look of the backdrop. But, uh,
1: you are. So, I'm just. I'm loving this.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you can see in the back behind the the picture on the screen is is a, a piece of the Science Times art back right there.
1: Oh yeah, I noticed that when we first came on there. I, I noticed that. <laughs> wow,
0: well, I love everything about this.
1: Oh it. my gosh. Okay yeah this this was magic this one was magic
0: so sign the times your notes here this is meeting with prince in minneapolis on uh january 23rd 1987 yeah uh please walk us through like okay this because this all like, right i'm waiting for this one. Th- this
1: is this is a good one this this is a good one because it there's a great story connected with this and um this was one of the the first times that I actually had like a set date. Like I knew I was going to meet with Prince. Um, I had I had a, a fairly good amount of time to do all the artwork, to put everything together, and then fly to Minneapolis and meet with. So it was very uh, it was it was very organized. Like a lot of times, I felt like there wasn't enough time, or suddenly mm-hmm. I would get. Photos thrown at me, or you know, having to come up with and scramble. So, this one was like, okay, uh, you know, you're gonna be meeting with Prince, we're gonna fly in Minneapolis. So, it was all kind of like nicely presented for, for a change. Okay, so, so I get, um, I get photos. So, Jeff Katz had been to Minneapolis ahead of me when let's backtrack when you know, Prince never needed an art director, you know, because he, he was the art director. Mm-hmm. So um, he would often, well, really, most of the time he and Jeff would work together. I was never involved with their photo sessions ever because Prince was the art director and Jeff, you know, he did whatever he was told pretty much. <laughs> so it it wasn't, Unusual. So I I get these photos from management that Jeff Katz had gone to Minneapolis and Prince is coming out with a new one. It's called Sign of the Times. And I believe if I'm if I'm remembering this right. Prince already knew pretty much that that image was going to be the cover. So it wasn't like, hey, Laura, you got three different images he wants you to play around with it was primarily like this, this is, this is the image. Um, So here's the cover. And, and really that's pretty much besides a couple of photos of him that Jeff had taken that wound up on the dust sleeve or various singles. uh, That was all I got. So it's like, you know, here, here's, here's the cover image. Uh, you need to come up with everything else sort of thing so okay I have this image so the first thing I do is like okay um, I'm gonna need some really cool type I don't see this is not a typesetting kind of thing so I called for, for a change I had another friend brilliant with type this guy was just he's a guy that did madhouse like he I thought I, I, I guess with Margo was so good, but I guess, you know, just like any art director, you've got such a pool of talent, you know, you want to like, you know, let's, let's work with some different blood this time. Mm -hmm. So I hired my friend, uh, his name is Glenn Parsons. And um, he comes up with this logo, Prince Sign of the Times. And if I'm remembering right, I think he did maybe, maybe he did two or three versions. So, so... The so the 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 big art meeting, uh, that was going to take place is I was going in with you know a couple of different logos to show him, and and then just ideas for the back cover, and you know, putting uh, just you know, basically taking taking this photo and doing the rest and coming, you know, so so I was I had my big, you know, because it was. Uh, There was a lot, there were so many variations of the logos. It it was quite a lot of stuff to carry with me, but it wasn't the big, you know, the the big portfolio. This is just for, this was not going to be a a gatefold. Okay. Okay. So, so at that point in time, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling my confidence is growing with Prince. And again, like I said, Prince, you know, he's not the kind of guy that, like sits down and you have a conversation that just doesn't, ha- you know, it hadn't happened. Like, he, you know, he, we didn't have that kind of rapport,
0: mm. but
1: there was this unspoken respect. He, 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 he obviously loved my work. So we, there was a lot of like unspoken, like, yeah, you're my girl. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, you're my go-to. And that was, you know, that was,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I felt that hundred percent, but you know, me and Pr- we didn't hang out. Like, you know, he just, I wasn't a musician. You know what I'm saying? so I'm all prepared and I'm real happy with the stuff and I feel really good. So I I fly to Minneapolis and I remember I'm from Cleveland, but I'd been in Los Angeles for quite some time, you know, and I forgot what winter feels like. And I remember, (laughs) you know, I had my cool, I thought I was so cool. I had found this, you know, I love thrift store clothing and going to like, you know, all these, these cool places to get like 50s clothing and I'd found this old motorcycle jacket like from the 50s and I thought I was so cool wearing my motorcycle jacket to this meeting <laughs> and Michael I, I remember walking outside this thing had no lining you know it wasn't mm. terrible it wasn't in very good. It was so cold it was like three below. I'll never forget it I, I forgot how, I forgot how cold feels so anyway, I was told, okay, you get there, you're going to go straight to Paisley Park. And You know, you're going to have your meeting. I'm like, yeah, sounds good to me. So I think, I don't know, maybe I, I guess I took a cab. I don't, I don't remember how I got to Paisley Park, but I, I, I guess I, I could have rented a car. I probably rented a car. So I go to Paisley Park and I'll never forget like when Paisley Park was brand new, it mm-hmm. was like you walk into Paisley Park it was, everything was white. It was white marble. It was, there were skylights everywhere. Like i would never seen it in person. And it was just like this, it was so, um, you know, a lot of marble, marble floors. So I remember walking in and it was, it was such a shock because it was, there was like, you could hear a pin drop. There was like nobody around. Mm. And I remember, one of someone who finally like who let me in they said um okay uh you know we're waiting to hear from Prince we're waiting to hear like where you guys are gonna meet and so he he said come and you could just hang out here and it was some lobby I was in a lobby you know okay. it was just me and the couch you know so i I'm waiting for like where am I gonna go have my meeting with prince I'm sitting there like five minutes or so and all of a sudden i hear the click 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 And I was like, oh my God. You know, because I'm waiting for, you know, somebody else to come and shuffle me into a room somewhere. And I and I knew Michael, I'm like, oh my God, that it's Prince. Like Prince, I know that's Prince. So I remember like I I I was about to turn around and and I'm not kidding. This is for real. All of a sudden I hear he goes, Hey, La Puma. And I was like, oh my God, am I in a dream? And I look I look at him, I like I turn around and goes and he's like he's like bopping up to me like he's a, he goes he goes hey hey La Puma. Uh, I decided we're not gonna meet here at Paisley Park. I'm I'm gonna take you to my house. We're gonna we're gonna have the meeting at my house. Oh wow. And I'm like, oh my oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> first of all I wasn't used to Prince just being a guy. Right. Hey La Puma, like what like, so, so like, i was like i was so taken i was so i was so i was off like i was off my game i didn't expect it and and i was like oh, okay and he goes hey follow me i'm driving and i'm
2: like oh my godlone <laughs> oh my god
1: okay so i go i'm trying to be normal too and i'm like oh okay so i'm gathering my things and I remember, like, we're walking down the, you know, we're, we're like, it's all marble and the sound of his boots. I'll never forget the click, click, click. And and he was acting like he, he just seemed so happy. Like, I, I'd never mm-hmm. seen the side of him. So I'll never forget, like, we get into, he had this enormous, big, beautiful black BMW. He's driving. So we, we get in the BMW, you know. And I'm like, I, I was trying to be cool, but it's like I, I was, I was, I was nervous as hell. Like I, I didn't expect. So I get out there. This is the funniest part. So he's he's you know he's pulling out of Paisley Park. We got a good twenty minute drive. It's not like his house at the time was not right around the corner. You know? Okay. <laughs> so so he, I remember we're, we we drive out of Paisley Park, and I was so nervous. I, I couldn't get the seatbelt to, to snap. Like I'm going like, I'm thinking to myself, "Does he even? I'm sure he's like laughing to himself, thinking oh, this girl can't even buckle a seatbelt. Okay, she's nervous, you know, which I was. Right. But anyway, I finally buckle my belt, and he he actually said to me, he "Goes, how was your flight?". And I wanted to say, you know what, Prince? I prefer like I got used to you, the guy that points and doesn't speak. Like, can we go back to that? I I, I can't. <laughs> this is too much for me for you to like be a normal guy. I just can't, you know. Oh, <laughs> so, <there he>
2: is.
1: <laughs> so so we're having like ridiculous small talk, which I never dreamed I'd have with Prince. But we're we're just having small talk, <laughs> and and finally, you know, we we get to Paisley. We get to the the his home, which. I remember pulling in, it was this big, like French, French style, you know, big, beautiful home.
3: Mm.
1: Pretty isolated. You know, he had there was a lot of property around it. We pull into the garage, and you know, you could get, you know, you go right into the house from the garage. So, mm. you know, we get we go into the house, and Michael, it's nobody's there. Like, nobody's mm. there. And I was expecting you know, like, I don't know, some of his, some of this posse hanging around. You know, there were always people hanging around, you know.
2: Right.
1: Nobody is there. Nobody's there. Mm. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's just a prince and I. Oh, my God. I, I was like, Laura, calm the hell down. You, this is like just, you know, okay, you just make the best of this. This is like, like, okay. So he, we go into his dining room. It was, his the house was beautiful. We go into his dining room. There's a big table and I, I pull out all the stuff I'd been working on. And you know, when it came to the art, I, I always had confidence about that. Cause you know, I knew he liked my work. And so, so I'm laying everything out. And, and he's like, man, he goes, and he's looking at the different logos and he's like, he goes, Oh yeah, that's, that's the logo. Like he actually, like right away he went for the one you see there. Really, That's it. Um, that's it. That's it. Mm. Basically, end the meeting. It was like boom, boom, boom. And I think these notes that you see here were just some of the details, like, you know, stripping a, the guitar had to be stripped in in, in the final. Uh, details like I had done a couple of back covers. That's the one he wanted. Um, so no. I was amazed because. it it was, he was so happy and it was like, Oh, boom, boom, boom. It's done. Like the meeting was probably seven minutes. Okay. You know, he's, he's not going to dilly dally. So I was like, Oh, you you know, like all that time, we're, you know, working at it and you're, you're always nervous is, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it was, it couldn't have gone better. I I was just, I was, I was so, I was so relieved. And so here we are at his house, like you know. So meeting's over seven minutes later, and he goes, um, he goes, Laura, I've got, uh, I got, a, I got, a, I got a little present for you. I'm
2: like, I'm like, yeah? <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, so he goes, like, he goes, follow me. And Lord. so we we get up from his dining room table. Nobody's there, and we go head to the stairs.
0: Mm. What's going through your mind 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 right now? What was going?
1: I I was in in my I was so my mind was so altered, and I'm (laughs) like, "Oh my God, we're going upstairs! Like, what are we doing? Like, what is going on here?" So, So I mean, I you know, I never even for a hair of a second, I never felt like, "Oh, this is gonna get funky." This is like, what if he? Like this can't be happening, but what if something like, like I never even, I never thought for a hair of a second, like that anything weird was going on. And I thought, okay, he's got a present for me and we're, we're going upstairs. So so we go up these steps, which felt like it felt like it took forever to ascend these stairs. And Michael, we, we get to the top of the stairs and there's this massive room. It's and I'll never forget. It was circular. It was a circular room, hmm. and we go into the circular room, and it was flanked by these curved closets. They they were massive. These closets on either side, in this big massive cushion in the middle, and and he goes he goes Laura, you can just wait right here, and I'll be I'll be back with your present. And I thought, well, phew, okay, that's. I'm glad I don't have to go any further. Like, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, so I'm in this room, right? He go, he disappears into the next room, which I'm sure was his bedroom, and and I'm like looking around, you know, and 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 I couldn't resist. I was like, I gotta take. I just want to see a little bit. Like what's mm. those? Like the closets were open, so you didn't have to like open a door and 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 be intrusive. So I just kind of, I kind of glanced in. And do you know, Michael, one of them, all that it had were his boots. Okay. Oh, wow. So he had boots, every color you can imagine, Mm -hmm. hanging, like hanging on hangers, two of every color under the rainbow. Wow. And they were just hanging perfectly, two in each color, just as, as long as the closet was. And it was curved. I remember going, "Oh my god! I, I, oh my god! I'm I'm standing here in Princess Boot Closet." <laughs> I just thought, I like oh, "This is like I never expected any of this."
2: Uh,
1: so, so I, you know, I gather my wits again, and I'm, and so he comes out, and he's like, um, "He goes, this is for you." And I remember, I can't, I don't know if it, I don't think it was wrapped. It wasn't wrapped. So he hands me. It was a set of like I'm thinking, oh my god, am I going to get some like cool jewelry that has like the prince logo or <laughs> I had no idea. So what it was, it, it was a leotard. Okay, like a top and bottom of a leotard.
0: Is that one of the pictures I think you sent? Me?
1: Yeah. So if you want to if you want to go to that picture, I was
0: wondering okay. what that was about.
1: Okay, that was these are more notes, more notes. This. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> So Michael, this this peach leotard was right. was like, hey, I got something for you. I'm like, oh my God. So so this is what he hands me, and I'm like, and I I, I was like, wow, that, you know, I know Prince, so I guess like that yeah. was his way of saying, man, you're you're in the inner circle now, honey. Like you, yeah, you know <laughs> Prince, you <laughs> so, so,
0: so, oh, wow. So this is I, so interesting.
1: I'm not kidding. This is what he handed me. And and I remember, I remember like folding it back up and he goes, he goes, okay. He, and he, he, he's, he goes back downstairs and basically that was it. Like that was the meeting. We, we, we left the house. Oh. We went back to Paisley Park and he thanked me again. He was very gracious. And he, he said, I, I, I'm really excited about this package. And it was like, it was the most like normal. It, it, it was, it, it was like a, um, I, I, th- I think about it now and in retelling it, it was like a dream. Like the entire time I was in his house, going up, up the stairs, up that long staircase, <laughs> and him handing me this leotard. And I'll tell you what, that leotard smelled like his French perfume for years. I never put it on. And then when I had my a daughter, she's like, I want to put on that princely attire I'm like, "Hail to the no one's no, <laughs> ever putting that on, honey. I, Nobody.
0: <laughs> so- I imagine you still have this in your oh, the-
1: oh yeah, that's that I just photographed it for my oh. yeah. So that's the I have it. It doesn't smell like him anymore, unfortunately. Oh, wow. But it is it's pristine and never been worn, baby.
0: Wow, well, I was looking over the pictures and I was like, I, I didn't know what I was like. A- I was like, I wonder what this is about. I had no idea. It was You know, what's fascinating is so you were meeting with him to show the final sort of art of the Sign of the Times project. Yeah. Now, to me, looking at this, when I first saw this, I said, oh, this is a Love Sexy thing. Exactly. Because he, I know it was the song on Love Sexy. Even the yeah. styling of this dress is the Love Sexy aesthetic, but this is blowing my mind that he had this back even before sign the times came.
1: Yeah, it isn't that interesting, Michael, because Prince being so genius that he, he had so many ideas flowing in and out of that brain mm. all the time. Mm. He had a lot of his love sexy visual sensibilities and the whole visual vibe of that release, he already had it. Mm. He already had it. Wow. <sighs> So uh, it, that, you, that's a good observation because that is very love sexy because yeah. see the eyeball. Yep. Okay. Yeah. In love, the love sexy package, this is before computers. Every single eye, like I went here, I went there. Guess what had to be used? That eyeball, mm. that eyeball. So that graphic in love sexy. I mean, the, the, the uh, typesetter did a brilliant job because I wasn't gonna splice in 10,000 eyeballs. <laughs> like no, so, uh, so the typesetter actually put it in photographically, like every time there was an eye he put in that eyeball. But mm-hmm. that is a very interesting point that yes, that he had already had that mm-hmm. in the can.
0: Man, uh, who. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing that story. That was a brilliant story. Uh, going <laughs> to his house, and you know what I love about it is that when you described his demeanor. Oh my god! You know, he went from being like you say, he would just point. Yeah. You know, kind of doing that prince <laughs> thing to like, hey, you know, <laughs> he's a totally different type of person. Yeah. You
1: know, All right. Like and, and, <laughs> then, and then listen, this is this is another wonderful thing to interject because, again, like. When Prince was so thoughtful to, you know, make sure my name was put above the Mr. Hot in the Pants creative director doofus that thought he was so freaking cool. You know, so along those lines, two times he came into Warner Brothers for big meetings, like with the president and the chairman Mm -hmm. of the board twice. Okay, Okay. and both times, you know what he you know, he asked. Off me for those meetings Like these were meetings That had nothing to do with art Okay he was coming in to like Talk to the big boys about You can imagine mm-hmm. He wanted me to come Down to the lobby And escort Him to the president's office Really And he knew like How what a big deal That would be because everyone like the You know the limo pulls up
2: like mm. prince is here,
1: prince is here. Um, and then here's here's me the, you know, little lore from the art department, and I I greeted him, and we walked side by side. It was like very ceremonial. We walked side by side. He knew how to get to Mo Austin's office. You know, he knew where it was, yeah. but no, he wanted me to escort him, and I always thought that was one of the coolest damn things he ever did, because. Wow. He was just showing the whole company, like she, she's my girl here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'll tell you that that meant that meant a lot to me.
0: How did the uh, how did your coworkers and how did they feel? Oh, like they,
1: they, were, they were blown away. They they just thought it was the coolest damn thing. <laughs> I mean, they knew they're like, man, Lord, he could like it was the perfect union because I was such a fan and 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 I got him. See, the thing is, I'm a fan and I understood him. And so it was a
0: match made in heaven. Wow. We got, I, I have to say this, we got 30 minutes. So we're going to <laughs> go nuts here. This is, this is things, I, a couple other things I want to make sure we get into. Yeah. Exactly. Sign of the Times. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I saw there was a note here. This uh, was talking about, I, I guess this is for the, uh, 12 inch single uh, the notes here about this okay. part with the cat
1: oh yeah front cover let's see we- retouching. Oh retouching Turn- did he tell you the color peach yes oh wait um, no he didn't specify a PMS color but he everything was to be peach and black he, he was okay. done with the purple. Purple did have back in the day. We had PMS colors. Do, do designers still use those? I'm not even sure.
0: Uh, yeah, they do. Yep. All okay. Right. So
1: yeah, PMS purple. It was the uh, it was 264, or 265. He he was over that at that point. Is like peach and black. So he so I picked the peach, whatever that was. I don't know what it was a PMS peach,
0: okay. and
1: everything in this package obviously was based on peach and black
0: got it got it um this is a this is a small thing but again as i mentioned at the start when this came out it was what we call a head It's it's like really, this is crazy what is this there's one little thing on the back of this that always blew my mind and i jumped out to me the wording here highly explosive <laughs> Was Oops, was that something? I assume he said, put that in there somewhere or something.
1: What is What does that even say?
0: Oh, it says, la, 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 he, he, he. And then there's a small type It just says highly explosive. And then it just said, you know, original version of Science Times is on the forthcoming. But just that normal type of highly explosive, I, I assume he must have just told you, I need to have, it has to say that or something. Like, as a kid, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, this is going to be crazy. Like, this is highly explosive. Why would they use that <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Michael, that's so funny. Because he obviously, he that's, that was part of the, it wasn't part of the song title. I would have used right. that font. So he must have, uh, I don't remember what it even referred to, but mm. the fact that it was such straight up type, that's very funny. That, that's
0: yeah.
1: a, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs>
0: I mean, okay. it, it, and that was the okay. only you know it was that was the first single, and this was the only thing that we had to go by. Yeah. I was just I, it, it's just one of those things It just plays with your imagination so much you you don't know what to make of this. Is you know it, this is before you could go online and try to like look <laughs> up and find out you know
1: that is that's really funny.
0: um this font typography is so iconically bro. I know I to copy this. I, I've played around with this and so many different things. Like, say the gentleman's name who came up with this again.
1: Glenn Parsons.
0: Glenn Parsons. Ugh.
1: Yeah. love this style. I know. I know. And and I'll tell you, Um. unfortunately, and this is real, I felt very bad for Glenn because, you know, he was a good friend of mine and I, I gave him a lot of work. And this was, he was so excited about this. But Prince was very very uh deliberate and conservative when it came to credits Mm. and the credits for prince it was all up to him and originally you know i i i always tried to credit where credit is due so i would try to credit like margo chase and this and sometimes he just didn't he didn't he didn't want those and he would He was like, no, you know, we're not going to credit. We're just going to keep it the basics. And I was very heartbroken for Glenn because he didn't want the type. He just thought it was too many art credits. Mm. And I I remember thinking, oh, I I felt so bad for him because it was such a huge part of this package. So he never he he just did it. He, He he excluded his credit, which was unfortunate.
0: Well, we're giving him his flowers today, sir. Thank you. Uh, I'll make sure that he
1: sees
0: this. This is awesome. Like, this is another one. uh, I remember looking years ago online. There's the sign of the times font, font set. You know, you really? Yeah. I mean, all of this stuff. Yeah. This is.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) So yeah, this is this is incredible. You know, uh, of course, uh, Cat Glover, incredible. Uh, Was this just to go to the cover here? Sign of the Times. Was that the original? idea for this 12 inch to have that with the heart or whether other pictures if you remember
1: Prince being Prince he always wanted that for for, for this cover he mm. it was very specific um that's something he came up with and there wasn't any alternative to to, to look at or deal with that that's what he wanted okay. so no it was very straight up provided it was a it was one photograph, I don't think anything's retouched in there. So it was a straight shot.
0: Wow. Uh, just to jump out of this for one quick second, and I'm not, you know, were you uh, ever aware of the backstory of the sign of times that I don't know if you ever made it to the point where Art was involved, where he had been working on it was uh, called Crystal Ball album before it turned into this? I'm just curious if they had ever approached the no. Arctic. Okay. Oh. No.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Because it was a it was a three album oh. thing that he did called Crystal Ball. And maybe in one of those meetings that you may have escorted him to see Mo on, he presented oh. it to them and they was like, We can't do this.
1: Oh, maybe.
0: Sign the Times is an edited down version of that. Oh,
1: yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Okay. Very good. Yeah, interesting. Laura, let's see. Try working this up for an in-store poster. Oh, okay, that wound up as the. Oh, oh, so that it was two. Sh- so I did put that together. Both shots should go together. Listen to him; could be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I love seeing it the way he wrote so casually. Thanks, and he always, he always thanked me, and he always said, "Love God, Prince." Love. That's- I love
0: that shot, too, with the boot. Yeah. You know, I always was like, what? It, it Again, when you're looking back to these back in the day, you didn't get a clear picture of his face. Uh, the cover was kind of blurred, but you had the, the other flip side. But I always was like, what did this mean? He's got his boot. like, <laughs> And, you know, the colors and everything was just like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that and see that boot that's that's those are the boots that i saw in his closet <laughs> in every color imaginable isn't that great awesome.
0: are you, i don't know if, are you aware that they have a uh, uh an exhibit or um, i'm using the right word if you go to paisley park during the tour there was a whole exhibit of his shoes and <gasps> this brilliant glass case and all it's, it's
1: oh great. really oh how cool it's how incredible. cool oh i love this
0: you got the look, 12-inch with Housequake.
1: All right. Well, this we're going in. Oh, yeah, you got the look. Yeah, this is still, I guess Jeff Katz must have done a, a whole other photo session.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of these pictures. There's a tour book. I don't know if you've ever seen that that has all of these. I mean, oh, let me ask you this. I got you here. Have, were you involved or have you, you know, the reissue of Signing the Times that they had a few years ago? Like the yeah. super deluxe edition?
1: Oh no! Right. Unfortunately, no. I do you have that?
0: I have it. It's in the other room. I mean, they they released a what they call a super deluxe edition. It is a thick box. There's 13 LPs. There's a whole other book, what? See, photo book. Oh, you you should have a copy of that. Uh,
1: oh wow! Who put it Warner out? You know,
0: one oh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Oh mm-hmm.
1: my god! Okay, I will definitely look into that. How
0: cool! Yeah. It's uh, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh that's incredible.
0: Um, oops. If I was your girlfriend, Jessica. Yeah. yeah. So oh pictures like this, were these, was this picture, the cover picture, was that provided to you like that? Or is that something you did? I was, cause I'm like this Photoshop, but I don't even have Photoshop like that back then. So I was curious how they were able to do, how they do stuff like that.
1: I think in this case, I think that was provided. Okay. And he probably asked a Jeff, you know, Jeff put, you know, put this together for me and, you know, he, he loved it. So yeah, that was all provided.
0: Okay. Uh, let me see where we're going here. Ah, so this was about la, 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 he, he, he. Oh, and,
1: and Michael, just for your fans. Yes. Um, that is his writing on the left-hand side.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. He's laying. Okay. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's his writing. The la, 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 he, he, he. he that's him. Oh, I did not yeah. write that, that he wrote it. He, he took my little notebook cause I'd always had these notebooks at our meeting.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And he, he wrote that. And it said meeting, Oh, meeting number two, Minneapolis. Yep. <laughs> so I, I just love that that was, and you know, what's interesting under he, 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 I wonder what he crossed out.
0: Oh, you know what? Yeah.
1: I wonder because that's when he thought of like that little line that you, that you put. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. I yeah.
1: Who knows? I don't, I don't know what's under there. I'll interesting.
0: That it is interesting. It's, I always feel like sort of unlocking, you know, going, Oh, the mystery is in it.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I'm <laughs> um, just going to jump a little bit. Yeah, you can,
1: I think next, the next would be love sexy. Of course. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh black. Oh
1: my God
0: now uh i'm sure you were aware obviously you you did this yeah and what did you how did you hear when what did you think when he decided that he wasn't going to put this out
1: you know because i was just you know just in the art department i never knew the politics behind it but apparently you know he either he wasn't you probably know more about this than i do but i think he just realized you know, I don't think this is yeah, yeah. up to par, up to par. But I remember everyone was always so, uh, you know, concerned about his packaging. I'll never forget, I went to visit a friend in Seattle, as a matter of fact, who's okay. still there. And when this was getting printed, like, okay, Michael, you see, it's all black.
2: <laughs> and all
1: there is is a peach number on the spine. They actually called me from the printer and he said do you want a warm black or a cold black i'm <laughs> like are you kidding me i'm on vacation Let's make it freaking black I, I i couldn't believe that they were tracking me down <laughs> that's just a funny a funny behind the scenes story i
0: love it that's funny
1: yeah <laughs> yes oh
0: sexy. sex oh
1: <sighs> The last one michael
0: so the cover
1: okay all right. The cover. I'll tell you what. Great story. And I know we are running out of time, but I have to tell you the story. Yeah. Yeah. So I was told, you know, for Love Sexy, like I said, I never went to photo sessions. You know, uh, that was always how it was. And I heard he was going to be doing a photo session in L.A. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see the photos, blah, blah, blah. So I'm at work. It's about four o'clock and I get a call from From Prince's management. And they're like, man, you know, Prince is shooting the uh, Love Sexy cover today. And he wanted to know if you could go. And I'm like, go, go to the photo session? And they go, yeah, he wants you there. And I'm like, okay. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Mind you, Michael, I'm like, I've never, you know, I never art direct photo sessions for him. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go. So I show up at this, Another one of these big sound stages. And I walk in, and this guy, uh, Jean Petis Mendino from Italy, great guy. And he comes up to me and he's he's a little embarrassed. (laughs) He goes, he goes, Laura, you know, in, in this wonderful Italian Italian accent. He goes, okay, I'm about to shoot Prince. And I look over and you know, usually you're in a photo studio, you can see like the lights are set up and you see where the artist is gonna be sitting. And there's a big wall, like all I see is a big wall. He goes, now Laura, I, I, just, I just want you to know, these are instructions from Prince. He wants you seated on the other side of this wall while I'm photographing him. He wants you to sit here And then I'm going to photograph him. I'm like, what? wait a minute. Like, I'm just to sit behind the wall while you're photographing him on the other side of the wall. And he goes, yes, I know it's strange, but that's what he wants to do. I'm like, okay. Okay, I'll... So I'm on this little, like, folding chair. There's no music. He gets photographed. Boom, boom, boom. 30 minutes later, it's over. I don't even see Prince. He doesn't say hello or goodbye. Mm -hmm. And Jean-Baptiste, he goes... Thank you very much, Laura. It's done. I'll send you the photos when they're ready. So, so Michael, I, I'm thinking, okay, that was weird. And can you imagine looking back now when I... I mean, he <laughs> wanted me to be sitting. Was he naked? I don't know. But, but look at that cover. I just think it's, right. it is just one of those really funny inside stories, okay?
0: So you were there... I
1: was trip. there behind the wall. Wow. I never saw him. He never said hello or goodbye. And that that I swear to God is a true story.
0: But he wanted you there. That's the that's it.
1: He wanted me there, which never happened. I was never at a photo session. This was the only one. And I didn't know what the image was. I didn't know what they were doing. Well, this <laughs> is what they were doing.
0: <laughs> now Wow. So when when you finally got the photos, were there a, a number of poses like this? Or I'm just very curious.
1: No. Okay. By the time I got this image, Jean-Baptiste Mendino had put the whole thing together and that was the cover. That was the cover. There was no discussing it. He, he didn't even want type printed on the cover. And here's the weirdest part. It's a great inside story. He did not want, he he made me promise through the management. Nobody is to see this cover before it's really. Nobody. Oh, wow. Not the president, not the chairman of the board. Nobody's gonna see this cover until it's done and printed and out. So at one point, the president of the company comes into my office. He goes, Laura. What's what's going on with this Prince cover? We can't, and, and I said, Lenny, it, his name was Lenny Wardeker. I said, Lenny, you're putting me in a weird spot. I've made a promise not to show you. Mm. And he, being a really cool guy, said, Okay. And so I just, I just think that's a funny inside story. I've never heard ben about that. Man. Never wanted anybody and nobody did because i'm the only one that had the artwork so and they were like well i we hope it's okay and i'm like you know it's it is what
0: it is well, so what did you think about and you knowing what it was did you know like yo this is gonna be it's gonna be kind of controversial or something? like or did you no, think I, was-
1: I didn't think at i i personally did not think it was controversial i just i loved mm-hmm. it i thought it was a little I was a little disappointed only in the, the style of it because Jean-Baptiste was very edgy at the time. I imagine like something edgier, but Prince wanted this beautiful kind of dreamlike, a little bit corny. I, I must say, I thought it was a little bit corny, but it was Prince. So to me, I was like, man, this guy could, you know, he could pull off anything
0: i i I, i've so i'm so used to it now but i can remember seeing it for the first time i just was like man he's crazy i I just didn't understand you know and of course you know when it was for sale you had to ask for it it was you know behind the counter you know i don't
1: remember that
0: yeah they didn't put that out you had to you know so it was sort of a whole thing like you have to go ask for this what Oh yeah, yeah. That they could. They didn't put this out.
1: Oh my god, I forgot. I didn't realize that. Oh,
0: absolutely, it was behind the counter.
1: And, and you know what? My is that a not the most absurd thing? You
0: know, so I today it would be, you know, they blasted out. But yeah, back then, eighty eight. Yeah, oh was.
1: my god, that is hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, they I mean, that's, I, and that's that was one of the things. I I don't wouldn't say that hurt the album, but I think because it wasn't, you couldn't just openly. Yeah. 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 even well you you know even the uh, some of the ad stuff it was i think it was the close-up of his hand it was i used
1: i i thought that was i thought that was lovely like the close-up of his hand and mm-hmm. to me i I thought that was more interesting than the whole image really but mm-hmm. and i and he was cool enough to let me like give me the liberty to do that
0: okay and yeah. then oh I, I was wanted to ask you about the love sexy so the love sexy Uh 12 inches, at least Alphabet Street and I believe Glamstein. Weren't they like those clear plastic sleeves? Yes. Where did that idea come from? That
1: that must have been I I, that must have been prints because oh, the other thing about this packaging, I don't think there there was really no other photos that were done. Like every photo with the photos Mm. that Jean Baptiste took. I think the only photo prints wanted to use was for this photo uh, illustration thing. We didn't use any other. I never saw the photo session.
0: Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I think you're right on all the stuff that came out album wise. Yeah, I don't think there were any other. Now there was those pictures end up being in the tour book and some other things. But uh, yeah, right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah
1: I don't, so I think maybe the clear sleeves were a cool way. Like we didn't have photos and so just to make it to keep it interesting and to keep it on the prints like unique line. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who thought of that, but it was it was very cool. I think they did it for two of them.
0: Two yeah, I, I was that I was like, oh the, the 12 inches are naked too. That's what I thought I thought like they don't have anything. <laughs> that's true.
1: That's good. <laughs> oh that's funny. That's good. Yeah so and then, go ahead. Here is all these lyrics see the eyeballs
0: you're right yes, yes. yep
1: those are all where it says I, I i I, those are all that those eyeballs and then the type once again I went back to margot chase okay. she did all the all the song titles the the actual credits are are that's all typeset but she came up with those beautiful the beautiful song titles
0: so you did it outstanding job those are imprinted in my mind just that style again this is another one that uh, you can look up the love sexy font and really
1: oh man that's so cool that is so cool
0: <laughs> i love this here so i'm assuming this was, was prince giving you the uh yeah song, most of the, it, yeah. It, it it almost
1: and it that's his writing his writing
0: that's yeah i was looking, it seemed like that was been copied Feel like, I've seen well, maybe I've just seen his writing before. But the word glam slam and the way it's positioned, I feel like I've seen it printed that way in something. I don't
1: really, yeah, that's, yeah that was he that that's his writing, and it came straight from management, mm. yeah.
0: And did you create the, the arrow thing because yeah. yeah. I know he was wearing like the heart, he would wear the heart mirror kind of thing, and he had the arrow. Was yeah. that sort of an aesthetic thing that he kind of passed down to say I, I want this or?
1: well, I just took whatever existed you know and so I was honing in on whatever whatever visual cues he had and the arrow was one of them so I ran with it Wow yeah wow
0: I see this is uh, looks like you went to one of the concerts
1: yep oh yeah that was that was so much fun. oh my god that was 88 whoo. My last, that was my last cover. Wow. Yeah. A couple
0: of these other ones here. Is this you here in the photo down there?
1: Yeah. yep, That's me. (laughs) I was standing in for lighting.
0: Oh, wow. Was (laughs) Prince present during this? He was not at that
1: photo session. No, but that was, you know, he put me in charge of Sheila E. And I, I was, I was honored that he, that he just let me do it and I art directed it and, you know, did the
0: whole nine yards. Wow. Yeah. They, they were almost like they were movies. Well, so I guess it kind of, you know, Sheila E. in The Glamorous Life, you know, right. Sheila E. in Romance 1600.
1: Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah.
0: And you know what's so funny? I've seen this rec- this album cover for the first album. I never noticed there was a guy.
1: Well, you know, what's funny? you know what's funny, Michael? <laughs> that guy was a friend of mine. Bless his heart, he, he has passed, but he was trying to be an actor. And so I was like, "Hey Pete, you you want to come and like be an extra and you make five hundred bucks just to lay around in a hallway all day?" So that, was, that was a good friend of mine, Peter Peter Drain.
0: Peter Drain. Yeah. Oh. Oh man. So I love these right here. I love that like I said that yellow. Oh. That logo, the Madhouse logo. Who who created that again?
1: Okay. Uh, all right. Shout out. Shout out to Glenn Parsons again.
0: Glenn Parsons incredible
1: i know i'm telling he nailed
0: it wow and was this uh talk to us what did prince or the management give you these pictures and explain what this was going to be well, or like
1: well it's a, this is a great I, I don't know how much more time you have i'll try to make it brief 10 minutes okay this is a great story because when um uh, okay so i was told that prince had a model you know, obviously he had he had picked the model.
0: Mancina. Had, so Mancina.
1: I, yeah. What, what's your first name?
0: Mancina. Mancina.
1: Yeah. So he he had this model and he wanted to do a shot on the beach of this of this model. Like I'd not seen, I'd not met her, I did not know what she looked like, and the thought of shooting on the beach was kind of a nightmare because of the the sand, the lighting's not that good. If you're not there at sunset, like high, you know it's bad lighting. And I thought, oh my god! I just thought this would be so much better to to create the beach indoor as like a Technicolor. You know, when color first came out, it was called Technicolor. Mm-hmm. It was real saturated, like the Wizard of Oz. I don't know if you, it, oh, you gosh. know, who ever forget when that came into color from black was brilliant Mm -hmm. and I wanted to create like that technicolor thing. So I wanted to suggest doing it indoor and let's bring the beach indoor. We'll do this beautiful set. So I remember it was one of the few times that I talked to him on the phone about a cover and I'm like, you know, I was like, Prince, you know, at that point, I was able to again feel feel the ch- my chops, and I said, "Look, you know, I think it would be so much cooler, just visually, to bring the beach inside, mm. like create a, you know, create a set, you could control the light and make it look like Technicolor." And he he was very silent because he was all set, and he goes, "Okay." Let's do it both ways. Ah. And I was like, oh, my God. So I have to do the beach and the... Ins- <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was trying to get out of the beach, like, for real. <laughs> so he's like, do it both ways. And so my so I had to do the whole photo session at the beach. And it oh. was... I wish I had a Polaroid from that. Oh,
2: I, I wish you did.
1: <laughs> oh, do I wish. And then, of course, when we did it indoor. Oh, there was no comparison. It was much better. Mm-hmm. But he needed to see it, and I had to do it both ways. It's a really, and then of course the photographer was brilliant because this guy not only came, you know, he his lighting, the way he lit this, he he likes he was also like a stylist. So he came up with with her. He actually had got that outfit together, oh, and. Wow. I was very, I, I was blown away by that. I thought it was perfect.
0: Now that you say the whole Technicolor thing, I see it now. Yeah, yeah. because those color, that red of the hat. Yeah. The way that blue, yeah, Wizard yeah. of Oz all day. I yeah, never about the that.
1: backdrop being like, you could control everything. And his, yeah. he was so good at that, with that lighting. I like, look at the highlights on the sand. Yeah. The, He just nailed it. I was so happy with it.
0: Whose idea was the yellow? That was me.
1: Because, you know, it's funny when you when you're designing, it's like, oh, you know, if this bleeds, you know, the full bleed, like typical bleed off the edge. I'm like, this just needs a pop. This needs a little bit more to it. And that's why I thought I'm going to I'm going to put it in a frame, a small border and just canary yellow just to just add that extra punch.
0: Uh, how are you, I'm sure you've seen the, was the parents just un- don't understand Will Smith video and they have that picture in the back, back r- drop.
1: Oh, is that, I love, that is
0: yeah, so, yeah. I yeah. didn't,
1: I gotta watch that.
0: Yeah, that's a you know, cl- classic, you know, it's a classic Will Smith, uh, Fresh Prince video, but they have a whole bunch of posters and different pictures on his wall in the video. And that's the one that jumps out because it was like, man, they got madhouse. Like, oh, that's that- when he was kind of like. Oh wow, every people was kind of up on this because it always felt like this was like a secret in the know type of release. You didn't, yeah, you know, if his name wasn't on it or anything, but
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny.
0: Awesome. And then of course you did. uh Was sixteen. Sixteen
1: is next.
0: Yeah. It's After that, and it kind of had that gangster kind of. thing.
1: Bon- yeah. 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 Let's Bonnie. rob a bank. Let's rob a bank. I, I, I remember, is that, do I have that in the next frame? Um, I might, I might, let's see. I got so oh, that's, yeah,
0: the, that's the back cover. Pitch, wonderful, yeah.
1: wonderful stuff. Oh, there we go. Yeah, here we go. And I remember originally she had a trench coat on and really? he he was recording a couple blocks away when I was doing this photo session. And I remember sending him a Polaroid of her, like the trench coat was so, it was so cool. Like real tight at the waist and like, you know, an oversight. And I remember he got, he got it and he's like, Oh, you know, it, it's hiding too much. It's just hiding too much. <laughs> so, so eventually I was like trying to show more cleavage and pulling down the trench coat, <laughs> like sending that over. He's like, lose the coat. <laughs> so-
0: oh man. I wish we could see that. Ah, love I it
1: know, this, I love this too I went to the Burbank uh, the Warner Brothers lot I went and looked through their backdrops and I mean they, you could imagine the size of their backdrops it was mm-hmm. it was a great experience and when I saw that I'm like oh that's perfect that's like Bonnie and Clyde there we go the bank Wow yeah
0: um and then there was um, I don't know if it's in here some of the 12 one of the 12 inch I don't know if it was 13 or something but it had like a blue. Turquoise, oh, one of those, and it was a close-up picture of her, I think, holding the dog or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, as a, I don't know, was a seventeen-year-old boy. (laughs) These were, of course, all over the room. Of course, I love it. Uh, well, you know, we're gonna end it on the family. Okay. Uh. For a lot of fans for a long time, this was one of our favorite Paisley Park albums, along with Jill Jones, which you said I don't think you worked on that one.
1: I didn't do Jill Jones, no.
0: But this one here, can you briefly tell us what he gave, would they supply these pictures? Is this Jeff Katz pictures again? Do you remember? No, um,
1: Jeff Katz did not do these. Oh, okay. And I believe what happened here is... um, the the photographer, who's the um, oh my gosh, what's the photographer's name? Oh my goodness, he was famous for this style. Okay, and I can't believe I'm having a blank, but I guess I'm showing my age. This is terrible. <laughs> what oh, uh, Harrell George. Okay, thank god my memories are George Harrell, I believe, is the photographer famous for this like old Hollywood classic. Okay. Uh, the herrell look. He was very well, and Prince loved his work. And apparently, he had um, he had the cover photographed by this this big cat. You know, he was like big time. So that was done. But then he wanted the shot on the back. I don't know. They couldn't. The guy wasn't available, or was going to be too expensive. So this other guy named I think it Rocky Shank, who was also very good with the style, I hired him to do to do the the family. And okay. so it's I was trying to make it look like the same photographer and I think Rocky did a did a fine job. and so these are two different photographers.
0: I wouldn't even I couldn't tell that yeah, that's,
1: that's good. Yeah, I,
0: I love the look like you said yeah, it has that old 50s kind of aesthetic right. to it i love the the font that you got there up there uh man great yeah, that,
1: that again and i think that i think that was Margot. that was definitely hand done
0: all right woo! <laughs> I, 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 am, I am like of, of abundance of riches and stories and stuff that you have shared with us today laura thank you so much for oh, this is awesome my,
1: thank you i just I, I I appreciate all of your your just being a fan and noticing all this stuff. It, it's it's just been wonderful.
0: Your art matters, uh, oh and God. please know there's hundreds of us who have adored the stuff that you've done. We've inspired us to do other things. Uh, we still look at it today. There are uh, fans that will dress up. Uh, <sighs> based off of these pictures and really recreated so you know oh. this is great hopefully uh one day uh, you will be in paisley park or something and i have you speak and, and show your stuff but uh, you know what I'm, I'm hoping for the
1: 40 year anniversary purple rain i'm hoping to be there
0: there you go there you yeah. go you should be there i'm sure yeah. you will. That's you
1: what we're working there. on it we're working on it
0: all right well um, thank you so much uh is there anywhere if i don't know if people can they find you online or do you have well, a website?
1: You know, you, you could you could always Google. You'll get like interviews mm-hmm. I've done, but I'm working on a website because I want to get out there on the road and do like talks at colleges, that sort of thing. That's what I'm working perfect,
0: on. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, please, in the comments, show some love. Let's appreciate everything that she's done. And y'all know what I'm going to say. Work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.